This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A couple of weeks ago, we had an extended bidet conversation. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, and home product company Brondell, which sells various types of bidet toilet seats and attachments, has seen an increase in sales over the past few days. The company's spokesperson, Daniel Lally, tells Business Insider that they're selling a uh, a bidet on Amazon every two minutes <laughs> or about 1,000 units per day. He says the company earned $100,000 in one day this week through Amazon sales, an exponential increase over an average day. Unbelievable. And this is obviously from the uh, coronavirus and the, the mass flooding to buy as much Toilet papers you can get your hands on. We need it. I found this hilarious. Now, I've been at home for a week, so I was kind of watching some of this stuff from afar. And when I saw the great toilet paper, you know, mass purchase, I I found it kind of funny, to be honest. But it did lead me to a thought as I was sitting on the the pot day before yesterday. I'm I'm looking around and I I go, okay. If I had to, right? If I was completely out of toilet paper, what, what around here would uh, I use as a substitute uh, to wipe my what's, ass? What's with? the pecking order? Things that aren't made for wiping. I your know ass. What would be my first go to oh moistened paper towel. Okay, so let's say all that's gone. Uh, disposable paper products. Oh, so napkins. Curtains. St- <laughs> well, that's see, that's, that's what I was a wondering. Washcloth. Well, either that way. or because you hear if it would it, would I take an old magazine? Oh God. And, Newspaper. Why and, would you not take unpaired socks first? Well, maybe, okay. but, but right. hang on. I just I wanted to think of these things, so I was thinking about uh, taking. You know, here, let me yeah. grab a piece All of right. paper. Because if you take paper and if you crumple it up and keep crumpling it up, it, soft. it starts it getting does. soft. Oh, it does. Have you okay. ever? I was thinking of something disposable, but yes, a sock did. Yes. It did cross my mind. The about, unmatched socks case. That's yeah, good. the unmatched. Because yeah, yeah. I, I have I have a, a drawer filled of Wait, unmatched socks. socks. <laughs> so we're saying no paper products whatsoever. No, I was saying things that aren't made like disposable uh, uh, napkins, okay, towels. napkins and 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 paper towels and things like gift that. wrapping tissue that you put in a bag. Oh. Yes, yeah. Wouldn't perfect. that be perfect? That, That's perfect. That easy though. It would tear. But it's it okay. Easy. It doesn't matter. You can wash your hands after. Right. Just you could do that. Yes. That's true. You know and. Hey, there's there are entire nations that just use their hand. India oh. does not, is I, my understanding, exactly. that they use. There's a particular hand that they use. But I, I, I thought I'd throw this out there and and see if people have used alternative things to wipe their ass in a pinch before, and what you used, and what you might suggest, and what you also might recommend you never use. Because I, you do hear tales of people who are out on a trail somewhere yeah. hiking. I, I used barbed wire one time. Oh, stop that, that was a mistake. And they will use leaves. Oh, jeez. The idea of wiping your ass with leaves to me. And now, when I think leaves, I also think like the brown ones in the fall that have fallen yes. down. And then you're going to end up with little stems and stuff all in the crack of your <laughs> butt. No, and then eventually a squirrel gets in there. That's just not fun. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, what do you do if you're out camping or something like that? Yeah. You don't bring toilet paper. You don't have any. Like, I'm not thinking the brown leaf but like a larger green yeah, green leaf soft leaf i don't right. know do you remember the revenant when they had their portable wooden bidets <laughs> I, I missed yeah. that and they they Part managed they would uh, run it the, the the intake would they put it into the creek 
and then they'd pump it up into their, their butts. I'm going to go to Cody. Hey, Cody. Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? You Good. guys rock. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So uh, what would you use alternately to wipe your butt with? Three seashells. Three seashells. Just like in uh, Demolition, uh, Demolition Man. Man. Three. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Cody, finally <laughs> we so get to use the three seashells. I, I, remember, I saw something about them trying to explain, because obviously... I saw that, too. They wrote up they yeah. just, as, as a mystery in the movie that you would never know what that is, but how the three seashell thing would work And I out. thought their explanation was lame. Yeah. It, didn't make it, 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 it made it... Not that you needed to have it explained. They purposely put it in there to make you go, how would you do that? Uh, let me go to some calls here. All right, so what have you used? What would you use? What would you recommend, or what would you discourage? Uh, if we're out of all things to wipe your your butt with, and that includes napkins, tissue paper, uh, uh, I, I mean, paper like, towel. Like, uh, I, I do like the idea of wrapping tissue paper. That's great, right? Because that is softer, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and colorful. Let me go to John. Hi, John. Good morning. Uh, am I on the air? Really? Yes, yes you really oh, are. Oh my gosh! Uh, long time listener, first time call through. Oh, Welcome, awesome. sir. Uh, I would like to suggest that if you use paper towels or alternatives, they may clog your sewer line between your house and the curb, which is a very expensive. Thank you for being paper. very practical during yeah. this silly conversation. Yeah, we're not being practical. <laughs> <laughs> but my solution is get a handheld shower massager, put it on, you know, uh, pulsating, and use it as a handheld bidet. Okay. Handheld bidet that could that could actually work, yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I call my shower. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. This one sounds pretty practical. I'm going to go to Jay. Hey, Jay. Good morning. All right, so I have used coffee filters in the past. No, yeah, way. yeah. Ah. Coffee filters are soft. Texture, the texture, I think, is. <laughs> what, was, what was your experience like? It wasn't bad. It's softer than you would think. I mean, I, I don't know. Was it the best part of waking up? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Right? But I do use a bidet. So, I mean, I've been using a bidet for 10 years, and it's the best thing ever. And you barely use any tool of paper to dry. It, it is, is awesome. a little bit, and you're good. Yeah. yeah. By the way, people ask which one that Thanks. I, uh, which is, what is the one that I got? I got the Lux Bidet Neo 120. So there's a nod to the Matrix. Mm. Uh, and that was available. It still is apparently available on Amazon. Okay. All right, I, easy, I, very easy to install. I've never used a bidet. I assume you, you kind of have to move around, right? So here's here's what I would, here's a, an analogy I would use. Like washing dishes. Let's say you've uh, you've cooked something in a pot and there's some remnants of stuff left in the pot. You know how you kind of rinse it first and then dump it out and then you scrub it out? Yeah. It's kind of like that. You're still going to have to do a little bit of scrubbing in there. It doesn't get every bit of it. Okay. But it loosens up. Loosens it up. A little okay, bit. Okay. And, now it and then you can you can, you can can go back for a second shot if you want to and, okay. and, and get another refreshing rinse at the very end. All right. What else can you wipe your butt with? <laughs> Just in case. Let me let me go to Don. Today on the Preston and Steve show. Hi, Don. Good morning. Yeah, Zeus. Yeah, Zeus, buddy. What's up, Don? I um, hope you're surviving the corona's pen- corona pandemic. <laughs> we are. We're doing just fine. So, desperate measures call for desperate times. Or desperate times call for desperate measures. Uh, <laughs> my grandma used to have thick rubber gloves for, like, dishwashing under yeah. the, the, the bathroom sink. Yeah. So I ran into a situation where I ran out of toilet paper, and that glove worked. Now, you put it on like you would in, like, a normal glove, and then you used it, you know, but it worked. And then I was also able to wash the gloves with soap and water afterwards. But this desperate situation or 
in case of emergency, keep a pair of thick rubber gloves in the bathroom. Well, there he's you right. You, 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 your basics are your hands. Too. It's for people who are, are just, I would never put my hands there. Thanks, you put the gloves, you use the gloves to wash out, and then you wash the gloves. Yeah. And at, at no point does your hands touch the offending fecal matter. That's a good point. Yeah, instead of the poop knife, you have poop gloves. Exactly. Yeah. In the or bathroom. poop tongs. Yeah. Uh, Preston, when I caught you in the most vulnerable moment when you're wiping your ass in the yes. bathroom with your pants around your ankles, mm-hmm. uh, what were you wiping with at that point? I had to use a uh, paper towel. Okay. And at the time, the paper towels that, that we used to get in there Very coarse. were that kind of beige colored, they yeah. sucked. grade school, co- oh, coarse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, yeah, couldn't yeah. blow your nose with Pumpy. them. Yeah. And yeah, can't blow Would your nose. rip your nose up. So I, so I, I waddled out. <laughs> With my my pants and underwear around my ankles, I get that stuff, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to wipe. This stuff is too rough to wipe my butt with. So I was when Casey came in, I was running it under the sink. Oh, Oh, because the water was running, you didn't hear me. To moisten it a little bit and to ease the pain. Were you what? Tender tissues of my sphincter. Were you embarrassed or did you just laugh? I was mortified. You are there. I don't care how. How much of a bro walks in on you? (laughs) (laughs) That's that reduce you to to a sub animal. The timing, because the window was tiny for me to go through. The timing that had happened reminds me on the rare occasion if you've ever seen a baseball game where a pitcher throws the pitch and a bird flies out and gets hit with the ball. (laughs) That's the timing, a precise timing that took place in case he saw me like that. Of of all of us who work here at the uh, the radio station, who would you prefer if you had to pick? One person. Oh, I'm glad you. it was you. Yeah, I'm right? glad it was you. Or Bill West. Yeah. <laughs> but the ass gaskets, by the way, are um, they don't have the ass gaskets in the actual stalls themselves. It's, it's as soon as you walk into the bathroom. And when I hear someone come in and do the, I'm yeah. like, oh, no, God, they're going to sit uh, next to me. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let me go to some other things to wipe your butt with. I'm going to go to Paula. Hi, Paula. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. So in a pinch, you're out of toilet paper. The store is completely sold out of them. What are you going to use? I used cotton balls before. Cotton, cotton balls. balls. Now, you'd have to use, I would think, at least a couple of them. Like a handful. A oh, handful. Yes. It's it's triple size cotton balls, and then you kind of, like, stretch them out. You okay. You know what I mean? You get a wad of them. And you stretch them out. It's perfect. Let me ask you, after a while of doing that, when you fart, does cotton candy come out? (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate flavor. Right? Because it would look the same way. Steve, I immediately think of of the movie uh, Zoolander after he gets out of the mine and he's using cotton balls. He's used like 5,000 cotton balls to clean himself up with. Yeah, I guess that would work. Hoard your cotton balls. Go get your cotton balls. Yeah. No hoarding. Uh, Take as only as much as you need to clean your ass. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right. Steve, I'm sorry. Right, right. <laughs> um, but guys. Casey, I was just thinking that'd be uh, you, you've heard us use the term packing a flounder. Yeah, you have to make a butt tampon with toilet paper. I've, I've done. I bet, yeah, I bet cotton balls would work better. Yeah, even softer. I mm. think duvets would duvet. work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to, here you go. Frank has a novel idea. Hi, uh, Frank. Good morning, sir. Oh, good morning. All right. So in a pinch, <laughs> what are you going to use to wipe your butt? You're out of toilet paper. So, uh, I used to cut grass for, uh, for old people and I'd push my little mower and knock on their doors. So one particular evening I'm cutting this lady's grass and I get the, I get the bubble guts. Right. So I go to her bathroom and I just, I absolutely destroy this poor old lady's toilet. <laughs> I've been eating nothing but nuts and fruit roll-ups. As we all know, 
creates the largest of loads. Right. So I look around, no toilet paper. But on the back of her toilet, she had the fanciest of doilies. Oh, no. And that's what I decided to wipe with. But wow. Then, of course, I just thought it would flush. It does not flush. Oh, no, no, no. A doily would be uh, would be formidable. Flush a doily. <laughs> it just spun around. Spun She'll around, never miss it. <laughs> what in the hell did you do? Wow. <laughs> so then I decided, all right, I got to get rid of it. So I tried to open the window, but it was like painted shut. And it just made like a loud. So, of course, she went, y'all right in there? And I was like, I was just trying to open the window. It stinks. Which seems reasonable. Right. So then I was like, all right, I need to put it in something. I'm going to put it in my pocket, this little oh food pocket. <sighs> oh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it in something. Right. So I decide to look under the sink. And there under the sink <laughs> was like 18 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> 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 Oh, wow. Sorry about that, Frank. I'm going to have to kill this woman. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Eventually. I don't to want kill to kill you, but I have to. Mm -hmm. Why? I won't tell anyone. Uh, so since we're all, you know, since uh, that, that was one of the first things that flew off the shelves, and by the way, the toilet paper is going to return. Yeah. Uh, what have you used or what would you use in a, uh, a desperate situation? I'm going to go to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Cindy, so what have you used something before, or are you just suggesting what you would use? No, I have. Okay, do tell. <laughs> How many people take a newspaper in the bathroom and read it and leave it? Perfect idea. Okay. Uh, news, so you've had, now, so texturally, did you do anything to sort of, did you do Preston's method of crunching it yeah, a little bit? Yeah, I did. Okay. I crumbled it up a few times. The ink got a little messy because you get ink on your hands. <laughs> yeah. You know what? But it worked. It worked. What section did you it. use? <laughs> Two pieces. Hey, were you, were you in a were you in a public toilet? No, my husband left it in the bathroom and he forgot to get toilet paper, so oh. I used his newspaper. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! I love yep. it. Thank you, Cindy. Like, Cindy! Where did the paper go? I said, uh, "Look at his toilet trash can." <laughs> Thank you. Casey, by the way, you I think you out of anybody in this room has wiped your ass with more things than. All than most people probably combined, <laughs> yeah. Because I know, safe to say, I think well, so. I know of a handful of things over the years. All right, you've definitely used uh, shorts. There was a uh, a pair of uh, boxer shorts, boxer yes. shorts, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not regular shorts. But t shirt, boxer. t shirt. Yes. Yep. Did you ever use a hat? Okay. No, okay. no. But probably. Wait, so we, what do we do? Boxer shorts, t shirt. Those are the only two I can remember. Socks, baseball okay. bat. Not a baseball, a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> Uh, no, no, uh, and, and I, you know, and then like probably a paper towel or whatever, but, but th those are the top three right there. Okay. Sock shorts and, uh, I had, um, thank God, uh, when I was climbing, uh, Mount Washington, um, I had to go, uh, like <laughs> I basically, to go. Oh, yeah, I was basically a thousand feet from the summit and right. there and are no I, bathrooms, but, uh, I, and luckily I had, um, uh, biodegradable wipes with me. All right. Because, and I was able to use those. Had I not had those, I don't know, I probably would have had to take my socks or underwear off or something like that. That was a very vulnerable moment in my uh, life. I'm going to go to... I want to die. Uh, oh, my God. I need to die. I'm going to try to start an avalanche. Steve, there were, like, a group of, like, five or six high school students who were there with me, and Look I was... Look at that man! I was like... 
you know, I was just waiting it out. And, and it was getting to the point where, like, I, I can't wait any longer. And then finally, eventually, they left. I was like, thank God. Do you mind if we sit with you for a while and talk? I was like, go! Go! Why are you hanging out with the creepy old man on the mountain? Just go! <laughs> this man has a lot of wisdom. Let's listen to what he has to say. <laughs> I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. It's just visually, I'll never forget it. But I saw my friend Danny use a sock one time. Oh, man. But, I have. but even better than that, we were playing. We were in the band. We showed up at this gig. We were there early. Nobody... Yep. Nobody was at the at the place. It was called the Hideaway in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and there was nobody there. So we go around back. Danny had to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> he found, or and and when you go behind business, sometimes there's just discarded things. So there was a chair that was it was that just will a, work. It was just a chair frame. Okay. okay, so it had no seat. Oh my, perfect, so, perfect, perfect, right? Yeah. Yes. So he sat you're, you're, on you're, that that's the beginning. It was just this. Yeah this black frame of a seat and he sat there and he took a dump and <laughs> took off one of his socks and wiped his ass. <laughs> I will tell you, and he, and he, he put, put the sock on his hand like a sock puppet. Uh, here's somebody says uh, they used a plastic spoon one time. What? No. Uh, I guess they, they were in a pinch, man. Uh, somebody else said golf towel on a golf course. Okay. I, I used to keep toilet paper in my golf That's bag. That's a smart move. Just in case, because you're out there, and if nature calls, you're you're, you're screwed. Uh, somebody says tampon, diaper, pads in a pinch. Ta- tampon would work. Uh, Absolutely. This guy says, I pooped off the side of my bass boat and had to use the user's manual. <laughs> 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 now the user's manual a lot of times is sort of um, uh, sort of hermetically or, or, or laminated. Well, I assume it wasn't. wasn't. I don't yeah. think so. But yeah, if you're on a boat, man, and and you don't have a you know, if it's just like a fishing boat, you gotta you gotta lean over the side. That's I, one I thing I, I never did, did as a kid. One time, yeah, we always, that's one thing I refuse. We always had the port of sand that you, that would, and it's happened. When we had a 17-foot runabout, you'd pull it out from under the chair. Yeah. And then you'd ask everyone to look in a different direction. And that okay. Was it. Yeah. Everybody turn That's around. Right. Yeah. And you, you took it on good faith that they were. A call that was in earlier, but uh, I guess she had to hang up, said her husband had used a corn stalk one time. What? You could, if you were, oh. if, if you applied it gingerly, it would have a very Brillo-esque. Hopefully, hopefully it's green, you know, because... And not, not like a... You know, did you put in a horn of plenty? Well, I mean, like, a, like I, I'm assuming she, meaning the stalk was like one of the peels right, of it, right, as yeah. opposed to the actual cob, which we're going to go to Chase here. Hi, Chase. Good morning. Holy crap. Am I on the air? You're yeah. on. Ah, sorry to bother you guys at work. It's, it's all okay. good, buddy. What's up? I think everyone's forgetting about when they used to use corn cobs. You guys talked about it on the show a while yeah. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget talking about it. It was, was I, I can only assume that that has a very abrasive nature to it. Yes? I think it's I, really I soft. I that it would get all the small parts, right? Uh, I, I think so. It, you don't try it out. You take it a corn cob as it's been. It, it's been. I don't know. Uh, I guess not. Yeah. Bar, not barbecued corn. But but I guess it could be kind of abrasive. But yeah, uh, it's um, yeah, it's it's like a loofah, I guess. It's yes. kind of, it's porous and can, right? uh, can get all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> no, no. Oh, sorry, man. It's like an English muffin in your ass. Uh, let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Mark? So uh, when I was younger, I used to go fishing with my friend, and um, religiously, he'd have to have his coffee. And then right before we started fishing, before he put his waders on, 
He will go into the woods with sleeves, and he will come out out of the woods with no sleeves. Are you? <laughs> he would wipe his ass with his sleeves. He'd rip them yeah. off. Relig- yeah, I swear, religiously. You go. He go into the woods with sleeves. He come out with no sleeves. Why go wouldn't another he? Thing. Go ahead. I uh, go ahead. Why wouldn't no, no, he back to you, Preston? <laughs> why wouldn't he bring? Um, knowing that this was going to be a common occurrence, why wouldn't he bring an option? We're from Philly. That's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. from Steve, you had mentioned English muffins. You could probably use a bread or, or a roll. You actually, to to you actually could. A roll would be yeah. a wonderful option. Yeah, yeah. like an English muffin or, would work. Or like, uh, what about the Hawaiian dinner rolls? Yeah, something. Oh. You couldn't use white bread. You couldn't. You would no, it's, use... you, it would be too too. It would fall apart. Yes, something like a, like a, a, a like a ciabatta roll. Ciabatta would actually hold together pretty good. Absolutely. Good. And I, I think a bagel. A bagel. <laughs> what, what bagel, though, would you want? Something that had, obviously, maybe like an egg bagel. Oh, yeah. You definitely don't want to use an everything bagel. No, because you'd, you'd be farting out seeds for a year. Yeah. Was that a poppy or a sesame seed? I think there's an onion in my shorts. <laughs> Let me go next to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. Hey, so have you used something specifically that you're going to mention about wiping your butt with in a pinch? Okay. Uh, I had what you guys call phase six. Yes. We're driving down the road with my buddy. It's nighttime. I thought, you got to pull over. You got to pull over. I get out. I'm squatting next to the car. I'm like, you have something to wipe with? You have anything at all? He's like, no. So I reached in, pulled the seat cover off his <laughs> Oh, your seat. <laughs> and use that. Listen, again, again, there's no judgment here because in, in that time, well, maybe from Kathy, but from us, we understand at that moment you've got, because nothing is as horrific as having that. It's it's like it's like an incompleted course in school. It just haunts you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Right? You haven't had the chance to follow through. And, and, and anyone who has any sense of hygiene has to do, you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be difficult. Yes, I mean yeah. a car seat. Depending on the kind of car seat, too, I was just ripping the car seat out. Oh my God! Hang on a second here. <laughs> yeah, let me go to Keith. Hi, Keith. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. So you use something in an emergency? Yeah, I was heading back from a ski resort, and I had to go really bad. So I had my friend pull over. I had to stomp down a nice circle for myself to be able to even squat. Um, he had two paper towels, which I knew wasn't enough, so I used the snow that was around me. <laughs> Wiped with snow? Snow. Okay. Yeah. Is it yeah. true that no two flakes are alike? That had to have woken you up very quickly. Yes, it did. It didn't, also didn't help. I climbed the snowbank and was on the other side, not knowing that that was the exit to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, because I think you, you pose a notion that makes me think how I would use the snow. I would probably compact it as much as I could into like a snowball-ish type thing and use it that way. Is that what you did? You didn't just loose snow it up your butt, right? No, I kind of didn't use it. I kind of sat in it and rubbed back and forth. <laughs> oh, oh, you sat like a dog. Wow. wow. So you didn't try to improvise. You did the other okay. way. You did the, the dog ashtray. Yes, yeah, Steve. Awful. I'm like, yeah, I understand yeah. the, the compacting it part, but no, I, wouldn't, Thanks, I wouldn't compact it into a ball. No, compact- I would try and compact it into like a... Uh, like, a like a wedge. A, like a wedge or, yeah, or a tea or iron. iron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen to this. This is a text. says, I work with Schmidt Baking, and I used a potato hamburger bun to wipe my ass. <laughs> no. <when> <laughs> This guy says, I was hunting, 
and I cut the pocket out of my pants and used that yes. one time. That's that's that, that that's work. that's a, uh, the the kind of um, on the spot Ooh. thinking you need when you're a hunter. See, so these yeah. are, these are just suggestions in the great uh, toilet paper shortage Could that you we're dealing sh- with. Shoot a squirrel and use it for, use it for that. Oh, you could easily use, yeah, cut the tail off or something like that. Wow. There's been a couple of these memes floating around, Preston, with the uh, the CBS coupons. <laughs> That's so perfect. It's, it's yeah. about nine or ten of those floating Repurposing around. Repurposing that. Yeah. Wow, man. Here's a text that says, an Army survival school. Yeah, please. How would Navy SEALs uh, are? Which is called S-E-R-E. I use the blade of a knife. Wow. To, to scrape it clean. <laughs> yeah, to kill myself. Yeah. You, you no. want me to use a corn cob? Wow. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> with the uh, the great depletion of, of toilet paper, we thought it might be a good idea to get some suggestions just in case you're in a pinch or maybe some things you didn't think about. And then she said at the beginning of this, but it will replenish. You oh, get yeah. your toilet paper before you start wiping your ass with a knife. All right, well, anyhow, thanks for the suggestions. We appreciate it. Real quick, I want to mention this tweet. This is from a guy named Jim Knight. He said, I usually like to uh, fall asleep to a TV show or movie tonight. I'm lying in bed with Preston and Steve's Daily Rush videos. I need them. I love Preston and Steve and the whole crew. Few fleeting minutes of laughter to ease a panicked mind that hasn't rested in days. That's a perfect opportunity to catch up on your Daily Rush videos, yes. friends, which you can see at PrestonandSteve.com or on Comcast On Demand. You can uh, check the weekly Rush videos. All right, we're going to take a quick break, so stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, May 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Sarah. In the news, New Jersey will allow schools to hold outdoor graduation ceremonies. This was uh, big news yesterday. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced the latest relaxation of COVID-19 restrictions in a tweet before his regular news conference on the outbreak. To the class of 2020, beginning July 6th, schools have the opportunity to hold outdoor graduation ceremonies that comply with social distancing, ensuring the health and safety of all in attendance, Murphy said. Schools are closed through June because of the outbreak, but this is the latest easing of restrictions, which have included opening parks and golf courses along with the state's beaches. New Jersey has 155,000 764 positive cases with 11,191 deaths because of the virus. Philadelphia is now allowing walk-up ordering at restaurants and food trucks to resume as we continue to prepare for a phased reopening with the expectation that our region will move to the yellow phase on June 5th. There are some steps that we can take now to begin easing restrictions while we maintain uh, the, while we remain in the red status, Mayor Jim Kenney said on Tuesday. Walk-up ordering at food service businesses went into effect immediately. Kenney's order is subject to social distancing requirements. Uh, Face coverings are required at all times during walk-up ordering and restaurants cannot permit lines of more than 10 customers to form in or around their businesses. Dine-in service is still not allowed. Restaurants are hoping that outdoor dining could be an option too once we reach this yellow phase and some are actually preparing for that. 
Delaware Governor John Carney announced on Tuesday that he will lift the ban on short-term rental units and the mandatory 14-day quarantine for out-of-state travelers on June 1st, according to a news release. He thanked residents who visited Delaware beaches this weekend for being responsible and taking basic precautions to protect their families and their neighbors. Phase one of Delaware's economic reopening is scheduled to begin on June 1st, allowing retail establishments, restaurants, and other businesses to open at 30% capacity with social social distancing requirements and other public health guidance in place. Carney also announced that outdoor gatherings of up to 250 people, including weddings and outdoor graduation ceremonies, will be permitted uh, beginning on June 1st. Cloth face coverings must be worn in accordance with the state of emergency declaration, and individuals must maintain proper social distance, the news release said. Officials will release guidance later this week on summer school programs and summer camps, the release said. All right, in sports this morning. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy said professional sports teams in New Jersey may return to training and even competition in their leagues uh, if the, their leagues choose to move in that direction. We have been in constant contact and discussion with teams about the necessary protocols to protect the health and safety of players, coaches, and personnel, Murphy said. Both the Philadelphia 76ers and the Philadelphia Flyers train in New Jersey. The Sixers hold practices at the 76ers training complex in Camden, and the Flyers practice at the skate, skate zone in Voorhees. NFL Players Association Association President J.C. Treder is pumping the brakes on talk that the NFL minicamp will open in June. Treder, a center for the Browns, wrote on Twitter that the union hasn't agreed to any plan to send players back to team facilities. Players, our union has not agreed to any reopening plan, he wrote. Any reports about coming back to work are hypothetical. You will hear from the NFL Players Association when there are new developments. While there are still working out details, the NHL made key return-to-play announcements on Tuesday. The highlights include how the 2014 play playoff format works, potential choices for two hub cities and information on the 2020 NHL draft lottery. The league is still in what they're referring to as phase one, which includes the self-quarantine. Phase two for the NHL would consist of non-contact skating for players in small groups at team facilities. The hopeful start date for that phase two would be early June. Now, phase three would see formal training camps starting no earlier than the first half of July with phase four as the 2014 playoff. The locations being considered for the two hub cities include Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, uh, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy. So in the best of Preston and Steve this morning, we've got Joe Buck on the show. We're going to talk about CD motels, Kathy's Corona activities. Looking forward to that one. And right now we have G-Love on the show. Our next guest is on the line and ready to go. We haven't talked to him in a long time. It's about, yeah, but man, we go back with this guy. Way back, WDRE days. And, uh... He's been, like everybody else, stuck at home and uh, trying to find ways to uh, help entertain his fans, which is an awesome thing because yeah. we all use a little bit of entertainment. And everybody, everybody's getting, even though we have all these distances right now, everybody's getting up close and personal. Yeah. Looks into their personal lives that you may not have uh, have known about. You're getting to see their unclean houses. That as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's get him on board. Some Philly love for the one and only Mr. G-Love hey. this morning. Yo, G-Love. Hey. How you doing, man? I'm awake. You're awake. <laughs> That's good to know. Hey, where are you these days, bud? I'm in. I'm. I'm a farmer now. You're a farmer. I'm. In, I'm. I'm living in Cape Cod. Ah, oh, Cape Cod's beautiful. <laughs> I've never been to Cape Cod. I've always wanted to go to Cape Cod. Lots of great white sharks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. White sharks. Imagine this. Imagine me. Yeah. I got my overalls on. 
I got I got baby chicks. I got chickens. Wow. Seriously. I go down, I go down, dig some clams, I dig some oysters, I grow marijuana. Wow. Ah. <laughs> hey, speaking of the chickens, are are you raising them for eggs? Yes, man. This is a doomsday situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 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 which which crop do you protect the most? I assume it's the pot. Uh, well, yeah, well, the pot hasn't started growing yet, but uh, oh. we got so much pot from last year. Just, you got to try and smoke as much as you can before the Well, somebody's, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a switch for you. How long have you been living this lifestyle? <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a real complete switch for about uh, three weeks now. Oh, right. The tour got canceled. Right, right, exactly. Well, yeah, no, we, we've been up here for... Um, I guess we've been up here for about three three years now. Okay, well, it's, right. it's a it's a great honestly. There's a there's a great vibe to it. I always use the word zen because it's a, you know it's a place where you can sort of cl- you know clear your mind. It, it is gorgeous, and uh, you need that. Where would the tour have been had you been out and had all this not occurred? It's like the Jersey Shore, except for it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm just gonna. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you wake and bake this morning, G. Right? No, I'm just a little punchy when you wake me up before noon. <laughs> but you're a farmer. Are you? You're the only farmer who sleeps. He sleeps noon. in. <laughs> I'm not really a farmer, man. I'm trying to be a rock star. It's just that now there's no more rock. I, I imagine these these coops. Full of full of dead chickens and wilting crops and all this. Uh, so so where 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 was the tour supposed to be at this point? Well, actually, I would have. I literally would have been getting home um, on Mon- Sun this past Sunday or Monday. So I, all right. I, we we missed the, the last three weeks of the tour, but yeah, I mean, I found out. Um, I found out. I mean, uh, we we're supposed to be on tour with. Um, well, you know us. We're always torn, but there's the next tour was going to be the next big thing. We were going to Japan, and then wow. we we're going to Australia in May. Those got canceled. Then I, I thought we were supposed to go at Stephen Marley um, all across the U.S. in June. That's canceled. We got big uh, shows in, in Red Rocks in California with like Dirty Heads, and again with the Avid Brothers. I have not heard if they're canceled yet or not. But my manager Jay, he did say uh, we'd be off till um, October. <laughs> I was like, "Are you?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's got to be wild for you. So, so I know you've been filling the time uh, doing some some stuff online on Instagram and Facebook. What have you been doing? Well, for one thing, I'm just trying to trying to make some money for groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've been um, I, I've been doing guitar lessons. Oh. writing lessons online. So I got like, and my wife's booking me like crazy. I got like uh, twelve lessons this week, and oh, and that's been actually like that's been awesome just to make connection with uh, these fans. I th- I think I'm gonna try to make this re- actually. <laughs> actually, one of the kids is for, is from uh, from Philadelphia from Reading. Huh. He's a thirteen year old kid named Noah, and this guy plays guitar and piano awesome, and he writes these great songs. We've been writing. Songs together. Actually, the the last one we we started working on was called Philly Love, mm. and it goes, um, "Come with me, let's take a ride. We're going downtown Philly tonight." <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's I, great. I'm you, it smells like a hit though. But um, <laughs> and, and then I I actually go I go uh, 
I go, well, you guys are MMR, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I go, I go. Um, that shows you how long I've been living out of out of place. <laughs> the, the, the line in the verse goes goes. Hollow notes playing on MMR, baby. You still make my dream come true. <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. Do it. Record it. Yeah. I, I mean, it. you know, when when you when you're when you're done cultivating the pot crop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so we've been doing the, we've been doing the lessons, uh, and then I've been doing actually tonight I do live streams. Uh, tonight I have one. Today, a Thursday, four p.m. I do them on Facebook Live, G Love and Special Sauce, and at Philly G Love on Instagram. That's great. Um, I go live, and then I will donate half of the proceeds. It's like a tip based thing, so people can you know go on Venmo or PayPal, and then they can send a tip if they want. Uh, and then half of the money for tonight, for instance, will go to the staff and local crew at the First Avenue um, venue, which is a legendary venue in Minneapolis. Um, so just kind of trying to raise some money for, you know, other people in our industry that are that are that are stuck at home. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of people getting uh, that are affected, obviously, in, in all kinds of industries. So people are starting to focus on the ones that are that yeah. they have a direct connection to. I totally get that. I want to go back to the to the lessons for a second, G. When when you set these up, is it is it one on one or are you doing um, or are people jumping on board and and watching you stream these lessons? Yeah, no, no, it's it's a one on one. That's through, cool. You know, through the Zoom platform. Okay, yeah, it's, it's 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 cool. Um, and then I've been <laughs> all kinds of stuff. What? Third thing I got is the there's this app called Cameo. Yeah, does, you're doing Cameo. Yeah, I do Cameo. Yeah, pretty shout outs, man. Yeah, I finally learned how to play Happy Birthday. <laughs> so yeah, Cameo is this thing, and every uh, the celebrities we had uh, Gilbert Gottfried in, he was pitching his Cameo account. Yeah, they do of all levels. Yeah, all yeah. levels, and yeah. they, you 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 you, uh, you you pay a little bit of money, and somebody like G Love will will do a uh, message or even sing Happy Birthday for you. Are you enjoying yeah. that? I have to say, I mean, I am. I I, I so, you know I I, I I I forwarded to one of my musician friends who will remain unnamed. And he's like, oh, that's just selling your soul for a buck. And I was like, well, not really. It's like the fans go crazy for it. It's like, it, you know what? You know what? You, you kind of talked about earlier. It's like, it, it's like a, it's a new age of um, if you want to make the best of what's where we're at right now. It's a new age of like connectivity. So, yeah. I mean, it was going in that direction anyhow. But um, you know, you know, as musicians, you know, we, we spent all these years kind of connecting. You know that's what we do. Right? We go out, we go on stage, and we, we try and connect. Yeah. So uh, that's the kind of bottom line. So like, spend all this time connecting, and, and just these are just opportunities to really, if you look at it on a, on that level, to really make a strong connection with some with some people. You know? Agreed. Agreed. It's it's a um, it's a way to get uh, up close and personal. If you can't be there in person. Uh, this this connection that you make for whomever you may sing happy birthday to or wish or, or you know yeah. get well soon or something like that they're going to carry that for the rest of their lives they're going to find uh, their connection with you even more special they're they're probably going to pay even more attention to your music so I, I don't think the idea of of doing that is selling out in no. fact you sell tickets to your show for crying out loud yeah. so you know it's, yeah yeah yeah. I think yeah. if you really yeah. wanted to sell out I would sell like my song to I don't know like Coors Light or something like that. <laughs> hey man, I did that for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, who was it who said, 
Uh, it might have been Joan Jett. Yeah, Joan Jett said she she used to, uh, uh, she uh, I'm never going to sell the rights to my songs. I'm never going to sell them. <laughs> and, and then eventually she, she said, and I realized... What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but look, here's the thing. In, in the 90s when we were all coming up, that was a real thing. So yeah. That was a real thing. Like, oh, my God, if you're going to uh, put your music in a movie or a commercial, that was sellout material. And then uh, Bob Dylan did the Victoria's Secret commercial. <laughs> all right. So at that point, it was like, oh, Bob Dylan did it. And then, you know, and then, you know, the Beatles had Revolution and the Nike commercial. So it really changed, like, the whole paradigm. And, and from that point, it was like, oh, it, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, we'll it's, take it, that money. It's dumb you know? because I'll tell you why. I've actually gotten turned on to artists because I heard a song in a commercial that mm-hmm. I liked. Mm-hmm. So it, you're, you're, it, you're advertising your product as well. Oh, yeah. And nowadays, it's like the state where the music business is because... You know, even before all this mess, uh, you know, it's just hard to get through all the noise. Um, you know, you're, you know, it went from in the 90s to get a commercial was a sellout to now artists, including myself, are hiring a team of people to go out and actively try to get you commercials. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just a different, it, you know, the business has changed, but... Um, you know, so that being said, like, yeah, whatever, man. I, you, what do you want me to do? You want me to put on a subway suit with Jared? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that. No, not like Jared. Don't do what Jared did. But listen, you got you you got bills to pay and and you got mouths to feed and a new one, from what I understand, as well. Yeah, well, that guy. Okay, so look, <laughs> that guy peed on me last night. So <laughs> he's got a new baby. That's who. That's who he's yeah, talking about. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about a house guest. <laughs> I, I, I got a new baby. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. My wife, Kelsey, um, which seems so, feels so weird to say something like my wife. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> not my girlfriend, my current girlfriend. But yeah, my, my wife, Kelsey, she's a wonderful woman, and she holds down the fort. Uh, and she she had a fever last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't know whether she, she has it or not. It got up to 102. Uh, she, it's fine now. She, the fever broke in the middle of the night, <clears throat> and I, and um, but I did take the baby. She's like, I need some space in bed tonight, so I took the baby, whose name is also Garrett, on the couch. Oh. We we slept on the couch, and this was the first night that I actually had to like do the nighttime thing with the with the infant. God, your nipples must be sore. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I uh, shaved the nips beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> and then, like, what did you know? Like, 5 a.m., I'm like, oh, yeah, I go to change his diaper. He's got a number two. I change the diaper. I'm putting the cream on, and then he pees all over. <laughs> First night with Dad, man. Well, I'm sure that wasn't a commentary on your care. It's just, uh, I think that's probably part, that's that's a standard thing, right? I think you've been christened, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you're so punchy this morning, man. <laughs> we got chickens, we got yep. babies, we got a hot tub, we're, we're good, man. <laughs> we're riding out the... Uh, yeah, we're riding out the storm here. And it, it will end. With these, uh, with these kind of live concerts in home that you're doing, uh, are, are people able to, you know, request songs for you to play or anything along those lines? How are you doing it? Oh, yeah, I should have said that. Yeah, the, the whole that's the whole thing. It's like all request sets. So, you know, I'm going live and then I'm 
I mean, it's not like it's some kind of high-tech production thing. It's my wife's cell phone, my cell phone, sitting on a table looking at me, and I, I graffitied a sign that has uh, the name of the show, the Home Show Pop-Off. And then, yeah, so people are putting their requests in the comments, um, and I'm trying to read the next request while playing the current one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, though. But, yeah, again, like, you know, just trying to – it's just fun, man. It's fun to interact, and what? I think it's been really lifting people up. Uh, you know, um, a lot of you know, a lot of people are at home, you know, wondering what to do, especially people yeah. with kids. You know, they're like, yeah. oh my no, God. it's it's a big thing. It means a lot. It means a lot. Music is definitely very uh, liberated. And right now, listen, you got you got to you, you can't focus in on the news. You'll go nuts if you look at the news. You get through all this, and what you're doing means a lot. But to point a point, I think Preston made earlier. I think so. You probably always sort of flirted with this tech for a while, but now this is really expedited your immersion into it. And I think, well, it sounds like you're seeing new opportunities for yourself by getting into this. And maybe you get a better camera, and maybe you get a little light rig and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And this can be another avenue for uh, for your art. Well, you know, it's a good point. And and actually, I got yelled at twice yesterday by two of my artist friends. Um, one was Cisco Adler, uh, and one was Mahali, the singer from Twiddle. And because uh, they're like, well, do you have, you know, Logic or you got a uh, outside interface? I'm like, I got my phone, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you need to bridge that gap. You need to kick it up a little bit. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I guess so. And especially, you know, considering that I'm, I might be off the road till. Um, October, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're, we're gonna. I think we, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's yeah. a bit of a rabbit. Learn. It's a bit of a rabbit hole, man, because you, you, you learn that you have to buy this thing, then you got to buy that other thing, and then you got to buy two of these things, and you got to run them through this. But just you go on YouTube and and do a quick search on on how to do great, you know, streaming or. Uh, you know, home videos, and and you 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 can order the stuff online, and and you'll get up and running. Because I have been surprised, Steve, as well that that I've noticed some some really um you know top level musicians don't have good broadcast equipment or recording equipment no, at home. I it, was surprised. It's pretty amazing. And so for you, Garrett, if you have uh, do you have a you have a Mac? My my wife does. So on on <laughs> on that Mac, I guarantee you, if it's within the past couple of years, has GarageBand. Fiddle around with that. That's yeah. you, oh, no, I, I, I'm pretty. I'm good on GarageBand. There you yeah. go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Garrett. Here I, I go. I'm getting yelled at for the. Th it's, it's not even nine a.m. and I'm already getting yelled at for <laughs> lack of technical. <laughs> Listen, but the but the way you said you laughed when you said my wife does. I'll bet you're just like me and Steve. She handles everything, yeah. doesn't she? Oh, dude, she's. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. She's the bomb. The bomb.com. Yeah, and like plus, and then you know, it's funny. It's funny how it's funny how it goes because uh, it's not like I'm an untechnically advanced guy. It's just that my wife's younger and she's more technically advanced than me. Yeah. And then my my oldest son's 18 and he's like, you know, he has a studio upstairs in his room. I just don't know how to use it. <laughs> Right, of course, oh. and he and he's going to keep it that way. So wait, wait, what's what's your eighteen year old like? Uh, is he? Um, I, I, I assume he's a songwriter. He's a songwriter? Is he like you? What kind of styles he got? Well, he was going to mass art. He's going to art school up in Boston before it shut down. But um, he 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 is. He's a great musician, and um, he actually has two records out uh, on Spotify. Um, his his stage name, his artist name is Clear Cola. 
Um, clear cola. Like, yeah, clear cola. Yeah, uh, like the eighties Pepsi. Yeah, yeah I remember okay. that. Yeah, spelled with C's or K's or what? Uh... Oh, with C's. Yeah, okay, clear, clear yeah. cola. Okay, clear, we'll clear check them out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, it's not rock and roll. It's it's more like kind of kind of downbeat hip hop kind okay. of stuff. But it's, All right. it's pretty cool. Well, you had mentioned uh, Twitter earlier. Are you um? What what do you consider yourself? Are are do you? Do you um you gravitate? float it you float in and out of genres. you really do but like Twiddle's like a, a that's a jam band right there what do, what do you yeah. consider yourself well you know we 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 well that's kind of been the problem because <laughs> you cause that's that's kind of been the problem that's been the problem the whole time of my career we've never quite fit into a box I mean I I yeah. say we do hip hop blues but we're we're really kind of like rootsy yeah. you know rock and roll with a with some hip hop influence at times yeah but uh yeah we, we we're we're on, we're we're a part of the jam band uh world and we're also part of the blues world yeah but and, you're also you know you had mentioned the Avid brothers earlier and they're like bluegrass yeah. americana so right. Uh, that's this is pr- pretty interesting. It's I mean it's all <laughs> right in my wheelhouse of of stuff that I that I like to listen to. So, well, you know, not to like name drop or toot my own horn, but like th- this pretty like we w- you know our first record back in 1994 has really influenced a lot of amazing musicians. Like, um, how do I know? Because they told me. But like, there is in particular, there's one show in. Pontiac, Michigan, the first time we came through there in 94, and over the years, Kid Rock told me he was at that show, huh. Jack, White, Jack White was at that show, and both heavily influenced by what we do, and you know, like, everybody from the Avery Brothers, Jack Johnson, Slightly Stupid, um, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of people have, you know, kind of been influenced by our sound, and, and a lot more in, in different genres. So. I, I have no doubt of that. We, you can definitely tell it from, from, from different artists. I saw your show. You did a show at uh, on uh, the beach in, in uh, Brigantine a couple years ago, uh-huh. and, and uh, it was great. I mean, and so I, I thought I knew your sound and was very excited. The show was great, but there was there's all sorts of different stuff going on in your show, and I, I mean, um, yeah, so... What could be uh, considered a bit of a curse in marketing you is a blessing in your wide variety of capabilities. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. It's it's great that you have all that in your toolbox. Oh, yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Um, You know, while you were saying, I was just remembering because the other thing about it is that because you know, we we have so much, so many different influences that we do wear on our sleeve. You know, it, it also enables us to, to be on a wide variety of bills. And then um, and then I was remembering this past summer where, you know, back to that song again, Philly Love, we were out on tour with Hall & Oates. Ah, uh, that's, yeah, I mean, how how great is that? Are, are they are they a, a joy to uh, to tour with? I mean, their band and their crew and, and, and uh, Daryl and John is the nicest guys. And uh, their show is awesome, man. I mean, talk about, like, first of all, their show's sold out or almost sold out every night. And you're talking about, you know, yeah, 10, 10 to 20,000 people. And um, <laughs> it's all hits, man. Yeah. And you're just like, mm. oh, my God. And, you know, it, it really takes you. Takes you on a trip, and um, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. The the crowd, the the you know, you know, it, it's hard to be an opening act for uh, for a huge classic rock act because, as you guys know, especially in Philly, like, or if you ever go to a concert to see 
you know, one of the legendary classic rock bands, the last thing you want to see is the opening act. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, though. That, I mean, that's absolutely not true. You, you had mentioned the Avid Brothers, and I went and saw them play. They opened for uh, Zach Brown, and I didn't even – I went for the Avid Brothers, and, and uh -huh. I was thinking, you know, for anybody that was there for Zach Brown, man, you guys are really in for a treat here because, right, right, right. Uh, you know, I've loved the Avid Brothers for years and years and years, and then I actually, as a result – was turned on to Zach Brown. So, okay. um, yeah, and so if there are opening acts, I try to get there as early as possible because it's like, all right, let me let me see if I can open my eyes and ears to something that I wouldn't normally. Uh, right, I remember so King, Kings of Leon opening for you, too. Yeah, and yeah. so the, the way I look okay, at it is like, well, well, if, if, well. if I like a band and that band likes a band, I might be right. more inclined to listen to a band that that a band that I like li listens to, yeah. if that makes any sort of sense. Oh, geez, I wish more people were like you. <laughs> he's, he's in Cape Cod going now, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got pissed on last night. <laughs> hey, you've opened for uh, uh, for Jimmy Buffett before. You did at Citizens Bank Park. How did that audience treat you? That was I. That was that went well. That was cool. Um, the funny thing about that show is like, all right, so I got to worry. You know, Jimmy's going to have you sit in. I'll come play your harmonica on Son of a Sailor. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting in the wings during his show. And then here comes Son of a Sailor is coming up next on the set list. So, you know, I'm by the monitors. Yeah. They give me my in-ear monitors. The, the uh, stage manager is going, all right, gee, get ready. He's, gonna, he's about to call you up. And then he doesn't call me up. He just starts the song. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then the the guys are going, just go, just go, gee, go, go. I'm like, I'm not going out there, uh, you know, I'm not going out there and just bum rushing the stage in front of you know hundreds of people at Citizens Bank for Jimmy Buffett. And they're like, no, you're going, go, go, just walk out. And then I walk out, and, and then Jimmy's head started the verse, and he goes, oh, no, see, he'd forgotten. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I, I, I would be like you. I'd be like, no, I guess he made a call not to have me out here. I don't want to look like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but uh, – and we did another show with uh, – well, we've done a bunch of uh, spots with with Jimmy Buffett. Um, and uh, uh, he's he's great, too. You know, like his daughter Savannah and I are really, are really close friends. Oh. So, um, you know, I've gotten to kind of hang with those guys on vacation and get nice. to know Jim. Well, that's cool. Have you flown in any of his planes? I haven't, but I've been on his yacht when he had it. Hey, Oh, there you go. Nice. Wow. That'll I do. Was, I, was, I was rooting through his fridge. <laughs> 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 I was smoking some of his weed. <laughs> nice, man. Well, listen, no, uh, no Citizens Bank Park right now, but uh, you do have your, you know, your living room to to jam in. We got to wrap up, but we'll point people in the direction okay. if they want to see you performing. Do they go on on Instagram or Facebook or how how are they going to do that? Yeah, just tune in today to um, if you want to just find out more about me, go to at Philly G Love on Instagram, at G Love on Twitter, G Love and Special Sauce on Facebook, and Philadelphonic dot com. Yes, philadelphonic.com okay. is our homepage. Um, but today's show is 4 p.m. EST, live on that Instagram or Facebook. And then Saturday will be at um, 4.30 p.m. EST. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys so much for waking me up early. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do now, right? I'm going to build this chicken coop for my baby chick. <laughs> there you go, man. Right, man. Save us some eggs. Hey, it's good to talk to you, Garrett. We hope you uh, we we touch base again soon, okay? 
Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Preston. Thanks, Steve. And a uh, big shout-out to everybody in Philly. Hey, everybody stay positive. Yep. You know, don't let it get you down. And, hey, look, you got if, – if you're – Laid off like a lot of us. Uh, do something you haven't had time to do, like read the Iliad. <laughs> there you go. Read the Iliad. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard it from G Love. Oh, I love it. All yeah. right. G Love. Thanks, Ken. Yeah. Take care, man. We'll see you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's hilarious, he's man. Good. He was definitely punchy. I mean, he's uh, always he's always been a, a personality, but he's a little goofy in the morning. I love him. Man. I love that he's in a good place. And, he, yeah. and you're right. I mean, he, he'll be, there'll be a time where he'll be back around, go see yeah. the show. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, it, and it's uh, obviously, I just think of him a lot. Him as a farmer, Preston? Uh, it, that's hilarious. I, I'm glad he went down into that. Get down. All right, we got to take a break. We got more guests on the way. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. It's a tumultuous time, yet essential employees go to work day and night to make our lives better, including the healthcare pros, delivery and SEPTA drivers, grocery, pharmacy, sanitation, and janitorial workers. And we thank our police, EMTs, and firefighters. WMMR is here for you, too. Friendly, familiar voices playing everything that rocks. Live, local hosts around the clock. So whenever you need a break from cable news for taking a walk or just getting outside or just to keep your workday moving, we are here for you on your radio, smart speaker, and the MMR app. Where you won't find us is on your credit card bill. We're in this together, and we wouldn't have it any other way. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We're going to try a contest. Yes, we are. We don't stop. No, we have stuff to give away. So this one is uh, a little bit strange. And in fact, its roots are in the butt. Uh, the, not the butt. In, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is. But the roots come from the uh, the Daily Rush Madness uh, because it's going to key off of uh, some backwards audio. Case, do we have the... Uh, yeah. The rim job example. Yes, we do. So okay. this is what uh, this is what inspired it, if you would please. Rim job. Okay, so that's me speaking forward phonetically the word rim job and then played backwards. I know it's a little bit confusing. What we're going to do is we're going to I, I, I'm going to show you how this works just to remind everybody how the origin of this. Yes. So Steve, give me a word, any word that uh, that doesn't have to do with our current world we're living in right now. Anything. Uh, you know what. Uh, just give me a word. Uh, uh, how about automobile? Autom. Oh my God, that's gonna oh. be hard. One. All right, Casey, you, you gonna- want something smaller? No, it's like- okay. Garage. Let's try this. Let's try this. All right. So Casey's okay. gonna record me saying this. Here we go. Uh huh. Automobile. Okay. Okay. So now he's gonna play that right. backwards, and we're gonna hear what that sounds like, and okay. then I try to emulate that. So let's hear it, Casey. All right. Give me one second because it's I, gonna I take. Wanna- he's gotta do a little bit of editing. What was the step off story that started the Daily Rush video? Was it audio that they had taken from a? Um, I don't remember. I, but I remember it was something, and we said, I forget exactly. So this is automobile. Is this it backwards? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. No way. So play it again. Okay. Oh, wait. Sorry. Uh, and then I write, it, I write it down phonetically. Try it again. One more time. Do you want me to do it slower, too? Yeah, slower. Let's try a case. Okay. Oh my God, you're going to do it now. Yeah. All right. 
Ay, mamba da. Now, it's not going to sound just like it, but sometimes... Let's, let's hear what... Let's hear what this, we did this all day yesterday, yeah. by the way. Dude, <laughs> and you know what? He's pre- he's really good at this. Yeah. Um, it's really, really hard to do. It is. Casey uh, did one of them. One of them I had a hard time with, and Casey ended up doing it. So, all right, so I've reversed what you said. Would you say, ay, mamba da? Ay, mamba da. And this is what it sounds like reversed. Okay. Ay, da mamba Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, so <laughs> after, after the show, oh, here it again. Play it again. Adam Mombiel. Crazy. <laughs> Kathy's covering up her face. Um, so we did this yesterday after we got off the air with a bunch of words concerning the current situation that we here in the United States of America are living in. I've it's taken the pandemic. That's the one. I've taken <laughs> key words and phrases that are being thrown around a lot right now. Yes. And recorded them like that. So you've been hearing them a lot. They're, 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 they, they will sound familiar to your ear. Yes. And uh, I think so, this is great. So we're going to play. We're going to play it backwards, though. Mm-hmm. And you have to that you're going to you're going to we're going to play it. Me saying it phonetically backwards. Like it'll sound like me. a bomba day. It'll sound like that. Me saying that. And then. And, and then we'll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you can guess what it is. So I've decided, Casey, I'm going to give them two shots at it. You okay. Get, you get two guesses, okay, because it's really hard. It it's really very, is. very difficult. And uh, I, I, we can give a clue if you want. Sure. Listen, okay. in this... In these troubled times. In these uncertain times. In these these uncertain times where a game that was spawned from the word rim job is being played, (laughs) we can all use some assistance to win some prizes. I feel like we can also maybe take a cue by the text message board. Okay. If if the texts are getting it, then I I feel like we need to to, to move on. We're going to to be, as I said before, like the Mississippi. We're going to be fluid. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a question, though, when it comes to this stuff, Press. Um, when you say a palindrome, will that work? Like, if you were to say a palindrome, no. like, like race car is a palindrome. If you said race car and recorded it and then played it backwards, would race car sound the same? No, it- because car and race, they're, they're completely different. Yeah. They're, 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 you're using different pronunciations for those letters in different parts of the word, even though... Now, do you, try want to, it. do you want to do it? That's why I wanted to, I wanted to try it because race, no, well, no, not race car, but so so there's man K floor. So because race the, the race the C in race is an S sound, yeah. and the C in car is a K. Yeah, yep. Just try it. Okay, uh, and then but there's a all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a palindrome that uh, K floor had an album called Rats Live on No Evil Star. I'm gonna try that and see what that. Okay, sounds like. listen, always always about the experiment. Okay. Let's yeah. try it. All right. <laughs> Rats live on no evil star. Do, do one more that. one more time. You, you want to do it? Enunciate just a little. Okay, a little, sl- yep. a little slower. Okay. Uh, here we go. Rats live on no evil star. All right. So I just wasn't sure if palindromes work that way. No. Uh, no. No. But go ahead. <laughs> We're also kind of killing time waiting for people to call in. So <laughs> you know. All right. So this is it reversed. I, I've already reversed it. Okay. Sounds just like it. It's exactly the same. It's close. 
Let's try this out. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right. Do you, do you follow? I, I wanted to explain this so people could clearly understand. Do you follow how this is going to work? Oh, I follow. I'm not too uh, confident, but let's go. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay. So, uh, Casey, when I play this, they're going to hear it of me. They're going to hear me saying this phonetically like it's backwards. Yes. Okay. And so, then the and then the answer is the forward version. Okay. So listen to this and tell me this is a word that we've been hearing a lot lately. Are you ready? Yep. All right, Mike, here we go. Kemednep. Uh, I'll, I'll play it again for you. Listen closely. Okay. It's one word. <laughs> Kemednep. Oh my I'm going to give you uh, two guesses. So, what's your first guess? Distancing. Distancing. No, that is incorrect. All right, I'm going to play it again. And uh, let's see. Should I give him a clue? Yeah, give a clue. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Listen, in, the, in, the, in these troubled times, I'm playing along. Give and a clue. I have, well, no before idea before is. you give him a clue, uh, do you want to see if anybody's getting it on on the text board? It's I good. got it. Uh, I just see, it Nick's got it. Nick, you you have it. Yeah, I mean, I can I have a guess. Okay. You'd have to write it down. Yeah, people are getting it. Write it down and hold it up to your FaceTime screen. People are getting it. Uh, left and right, every single text that's coming in has gotten it correct. Okay. All right, I'll play it for you one more time. No clue. Let's see if you can guess this, Mike. Kemednep. Face mask. Face mask. Oh, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. I'll go to another caller. Thank you, man. All right. Let's try uh, Chris. Hey, Chris. What's up, Rose Beef? Yo, bud. <laughs> Rose Beef. All right. <laughs> I'm going to play it for you. Ready? Yes. Emednep. Emednep. Quarantine. No. <laughs> oh. You got two guesses. That wasn't good. It's a very big word here. <laughs> here it is again. Emednep. Um, I have no clue. Oh, oh man. Oh, my God. But the... the, uh, the Texters are getting it right, all left, of them. right? All all of them. Every, every single, single one of them. One of them, yeah. Ham and a nap. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> it's like emojis, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me try Bill. Here's, here's that last one. Bill, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Bill. All right, you ready? Do you want to hear the word? Uh, yeah. All right. Emednep. Do I get a clue? No. Nobody else got a clue. Oh, uh, well, the Texters got it. I don't think I do, so I'm going with Pinhead. Pinhead. You hear that a lot. Yeah. It has to do with the world we're living in right now and words we're hearing on the news all the time. Have you heard Pinhead? You heard Jim Gardner say Pinhead? A lot of Pinheads aren't cleaning their hands. I'm Jim Gardner, and tonight's news, it turns out a lot of Pinheads are still not social distancing. Pinheads and dickheads hanging out together. Listen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I almost spit my coffee out. <laughs> All right, listen. Listen to the last letter. Maybe that'll help you because the last letter will be the first. Okay. Do you, do you follow me, okay. Bill? Yeah. All right. All right here, listen. Here, listen. Kemednep. Precaution. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So, and I, listen. I understand the conundrum here and, and yeah. the, the difficulty again. So, as what you're hearing is the word backwards. Yeah. yeah. So take the key. Listen to what Preston gave the advice. Listen to what the obvious 
last letter is because that's the first letter of the word played the right exactly. way. Exactly. I am. Right. And I still don't get it. To no me, this is. is resoundingly easy. Let's play it, Case. Let's play it. All right. Uh, this is, we're going to give the answer. Right? Uh, all right. Okay. All right. So here it is. This is what that was and played reverse. Bandemic. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> Listen. Bandemic. Kathy, you still don't get it? No. It's pandemic. Pandemic. Damn it. I played again. Pandemic. Oh, now I hear it. Now we hear, hear it. Okay. Maybe we will do a clue. Yes. All right. So uh, we'll try the next one and see how we do. We'll give them two guesses. Let me go to Dusty. Hey, Dusty. Hey. Hey. All right, Dusty. This is a, a word or a phrase that you're hearing a lot right now because of the pandemic. I didn't want to say the word pandemic. By the way, the name of the contest is Pandemic Schmandemic. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. <laughs> All right, so... In these uncertain times. Yes, that's correct. Are you ready to try this thing out, Dusty? I'm ready. All right, listen closely. This is me saying it phonetically backwards, but forwards. Here we go. Here's Austin. It's... <laughs> oh, uh, easy. <laughs> Write it down, Steve. I okay. want to see. All right, wait, wait a second. <laughs> no, do not proceed. Let it's me... two words. Yeah. I will give you that. Let me play it again. Right. This is the case. Reset it. Oh, I, I can't. I can't do it for Sorry. Here we go. Here's Austin. It's the name. <laughs> no. No. Oh, it's I not it, it. Steve. Nope. Uh, do you have a guess, Dusty? Not at all. Not at all? Play it again. <laughs> One more time. Here we go. Here's Austin. It's the name. <laughs> name. <laughs> One more time. Nene. Here's Austin. It's the name. I'm going to give him a clue. Okay. Social distancing. That's incorrect. That's what I guessed. But I'll give you a clue. Okay. It's a product. Oh. Do it again. Here we go. Here's Austin. It's <laughs> I don't know. It's something you should be using. Here's Austin. It's oh. What type of Diné do you use? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, Dusty. We gotta let you go. Uh, right. Is anybody? I, I, I have it now. No, nobody's getting it. All right, so oh, we yeah, went... a couple of people are getting. All right, it. wait one second before you proceed. Let me just make sure so we can determine. Danae. It, it's today, but it's it's which uh, uh, um... Steve's writing down his answer. So hang on a second here. What's that? Yep. Yeah, that's Steve. Right. Show me. Let me see. Show the camera. All right. Yeah. Let's... Well, that's what I thought, but I still don't hear it. Let's go to Let's go to Stacy. Hi, Stacy. For you. What? She said F you. How are you? How are you? F you. Yes, F you. Do you uh do you need to hear it? I don't think so. I think it's hand sanitizer. Uh well, I think you're right. Yes! Now killed it! What do you want? Here here it is. Before we tell you your prize, here here's how it was again. Here's Austin it's Nene. And then here it is. When we play that backwards, it sounds like this. And it's then it's That's good. Here's the deal. And here's the conundrum on this, Preston. H backwards is it's and it's a hard one to get. Yes, it's it's like it's like Kathy when Bill walks into the room. It's a gasp. He's here. Austin is here. Because you can't do that and then you can't breathe in and then speak out. Right. It's, it's really weird. So it's hard to do. Right. So like breaking up. Yeah. And it's then it's Ozier. 
For an abstinence. For an abstinence. Thin hand. The hardest part was hand, actually. Yeah. Hand because hand. Hand would be hand. All right, so we got a winner. Uh, let's and try. Let's <laughs> remember this all came from. Uh, wait a second, it's not working. Oh, no, oh, I got to turn it up. It all came from this. Dream job, <laughs> job. Dream job. You guys job. remember that was Blink One Eighty Two? Was that what that was from, Nick? Was a, yeah, yeah. It was a Blink One Eighty Two <sighs> record, and they they called it Bojmir. Yes. Like, what the hell does Bojmir mean? Dream job. <laughs> all right, so uh, Kevin's on the light. Hey, Kim, Kevin, are you there? No. Yes. All right. This one was hard. In fact, Casey, is this one you had to do? This is the one that I did. Yeah, so we, you're gonna, the voices switched because I couldn't pull this off. All I right. tried, and then Casey stepped up and knocked it out. The man. All right, so... Pinch hitter. Kevin, listen closely. This, these, are, these are two words, and we'll give you a clue if we have to. You'll get two guesses. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go, Kevin. Herp, eh, Eliush. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right, one more time. I'll, I'll play it again. Here we go. Herp, eh, Eliush. Now remember, this is something that uh, that has been said a lot over and over with with news stories lately. Hit me again. One more time. Oh man! Hi, Kathy's nipples are brown. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's correct, yeah. but not for the contest. Governor Wolf begins every. I have uh, too many words. Uh, Kathy's nipples are still brown. <laughs> All right, Kevin, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Yes. In most places, you can only buy this in a limited amount. Let me play it again. Paper towels? No. No. You're so on the right path. You're so hot. Incorrect, and you're so hot. Sorry, dude. so hot. Uh, let me go to, to Drew. Now, Drew's heard the clue now, so he gets, he gets yes, a leg up. Yet. Hey, Drew. Just like a Rami said. Uh, yes. uh, Drew, do you want to guess at that? Uh, toilet paper? Toilet paper. He's right! Yes! He does get an unfair advantage. I'm sorry, but we want to give prizes away. We so. do. We want you to be happy. Uh, so we're in going these troubling times. We're gonna. Oh, let's play this forward. You ready? Uh, uh, here, here. This was Casey doing it. Really? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hard one. It's a yeah. It's not as easy as rim job. Paper was was the hard part to do. Really? Excuse me, where's that toilet paper? I just, I experienced a, a messy rim job. Rim job. What did you just get a rim job? Doesn't he sound like Stephen Hawking? He does. Yeah. Your mouth does not want to do the no. things that it needs to do. It doesn't want to make the sounds that needs to be made. Well, you're yeah. also dealing with an inhale and exhale situation and yeah. How, yeah. How, how sounds are made. And that's that's difficult to reverse. When we set it forward, because uh, what... Um, Eliost. The, um... Eliost? Yes, I'd like some Eliost with a bit of cheese on top. Eliost. Well, that was a hard thing oh, to say. Was El- Elio's was because I-, I was trying to, and when I heard it, I was like, "Okay, it sounds like Elio's Pizza," and I couldn't even say Elio's, even yeah. though I it said sounds Elio's. Like a, yeah, it sounds he- like a hockey player's name. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. We're gonna try another one. We're gonna go to Bob. Hey, Bob. 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 
Say what? Oh, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. All right, this is another one. And remember, this is called pandemic schmandemic. So these are all words or phrases that have to do with the pandemic and the world that we are living in. Are you ready to hear this one? I'm ready. Shoot. This is a difficult one. Here we go. Yep. Listen closely. Nice neon divwook. I'll play I'll play it a couple more times. You you get one guess with no help, and then I will give you a clue if you don't get it. Here we go, Bob. Nice neon divwook. By the way, if you have recording capabilities at home, try this today. It is so much fun. One more time. One more time, Bob. Here we go. Nice neon divwook. Social distancing. No, it is not social distancing. We're hearing quite a bit. Um, okay. This is wow. How what's what's a good clue? I didn't think of clues ahead of time. I apologize. May, for this. Well, it's it's a t- so play it one uh, more here, time. Here you go. I, no, I'll give you this. One of these words is a number. All right. Um, Let me here. play it again for you. Listen closely. Nice neon divwook. It's two words. Yes, yeah, Steve got it right. It's two words. One of these words is a number. I'll play it again. Nice neon divwook. COVID-19. Bob got it. All right, let me play it. Hang on, Bob. I'll put you on hold. Uh, I'll play it again the way you've heard it. Nice neon divwook. And then, Casey, here's the other one. (laughs) COVID-19. That's the best example of it being played backwards, forwards, and sounding right. Okay. COVID-19. Yeah, you nailed it. All of it, 19. The next one, I think, is the best one. Okay. I think I got COVID-19. COVID-19. Frame job. You should have seen us in here creating this yesterday. We were cracking up. And every time one would get it right, we'd be like, Yes! Where it all gone, what? I mean, Nice Neon Divwook. He yeah, is saying that. That's, that's not even reversed. That is yeah. him saying that. That is so funny sounding. Nice Neon Divwook. Nice Neon Divwook. <laughs> and I was writing it out phonetic, yeah, phonetically, these gibberish words. <laughs> Somebody says, say, Psy Name Cuff and reverse it. No, I'm not going to say Psy Name Cuff. I have an idea what cuff is. Oh. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> Yeah, we were born yesterday, Mr. Michael Hunt. We'll have to do that another time. All right, let's get another caller. It's uh, John. Hey, John. Hey, you crumb bum bitches. Uh, you crumb, crumb bum, bum bitches. All right, we're going to try another one. Pandemic Schmandemic. That's the name of the game. I'm going to play this for you. It is one word, and we'll see if you can guess without a clue. If not, we'll give you a second shot. Here is right. the word. Listen closely, John. On a rock. It's a short one. Ooh. Let me play that again. Here we go, John. On a rock. All right. And you also have to get the inflections right, too, which is not just the pronunciations of the words. I but. would go with just the ap- actual, the the auditory experience and try to replicate that without even thinking of the word, just to mimic. And I think that's what you're probably doing. Uh, is this it? Um, yeah. Yeah, Steve, you're nailing them. All right. Let me give it to you one more time. Here we go. On a rock. All right, John, you got yeah, a guess? Is it Corona? He got it on the first show. Yeah! Without a clue. Hang on a moment, John. 
So let's hear how this turned out when we play it uh, the other way. Here we go. Corona. There you go. Right? <laughs> Not wow. bad. Excellent. Pretty solid one. Corona. 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 I mean, if you listen to what he did, he had to make like a sound yeah. Yeah. to get the k sound, which yep. is weird, right? So here's Well, the yeah, think backwards. about the reverse. Yeah. On a rock. And I had to go rock. It's almost like some of it's like Yiddish. Yes. Uh, where there's like chus and stuff like that. Is that the big that. secret of Yiddish? That it's just people talking about it? It's just people talking about it. The uh, uh, top, uh, um, uh, God, um, uh, top secret. Yes. Swedish is just yeah. English backwards. They do that whole thing backwards. But there are little sounds that you have to make that aren't normal in, in English, uh, in the English language. Case, how many more of these do we have? Uh, I think we have two. Okay, two more. Uh, let's go to Roy. Hey, Roy. Hey, how are you? Good, Roy. You ready to try this game out? Sure, I need the first three. All right, good. Words or phrases that have been used a lot lately. Here is the clip, me saying it phonetically backwards. Here we go. Knessnessed or shus. Okay. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, pl- I'll play that again, Roy. Here we go. It's a, it's a phrase. It's, it's two words. Distancing. It is. Yeah! Yeah, you got it. All right, hang Once on. Once you got it, you got it. Let me play that again as it is, and then I'll play it forward for you. Knessnessed or shus. All right, Casey, this is a hard one. Here we go. Social distancing. How about that? I got social pretty solid, but the distancing part was was difficult. Social distancing. All right, so we have one more. One more. And we are going to go to uh, Caleb for the last one. Hey, Caleb. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right, Caleb, you get the gist of the game here? I do. Pandemic schmandemic. This is one word that I'm going to play for you. It's been said a lot lately. Listen closely. Here we go. It's a short one. Let me try that one more time. Ooh. I had to add a little on the end there. Yeah. One more time. Here we go. If you were to guess without any hints, what would your buddy say who's talking in the background there? No. What do you think it is? Uh, can I get a clue? No, Not guess yet. first, and then uh, then I'll give you a clue if you get it wrong. Okay. Hand soap? No, not hand soap. It's one word. One word. One word. Okay. Uh, let's see. How do I... Uh, what's a good way to... Uh, let me play this again real quick while I'm thinking of the uh, the clue. Um, I'm having tr- trouble with this one. It's what most people are supposed to be under now. A roof. Oh. Uh, quarantine. He's right. Pretty big clue, but... uh, That's a tough one. That means Caleb wins. Listen closely. This is it again. And then we'll play that uh, forward. Here we go. Quarantine. 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 Great job. One more time. Quarantine. Quarantine. Having a lot of rim jobs on the quarantine. That worked out great. Yep. Uh, and we and, still have more. And, uh, you know, we'll do it again, but next time, we figured it would be timely to use uh, the words that we're hearing a lot right now, but uh, next time we'll do some little more nonsense and, and have some fun with Well, it. yeah, the good part was that you had sort of a, a category to sort of stay within that yeah. realm. So I think that does help. Yep, absolutely. We'll take a break. Make sure you stay with us. We will return shortly. 
five finger death punch. Blue stones. Disturbed. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest uh, we're going to talk to, actually, he's got a, a new podcast. Uh, it's yeah. called Daddy Issues with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson, and we're definitely going to ask him about that. We got a lot, and, and we found out he watched Tiger King, so we got to talk about that, too. But uh, I grew up in St. Louis listening to his uh, his father, Jack Buck, uh, call the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, and some momentous moments in my life, especially he's in legend. 1982. Uh, but uh, but I've never had a chance to talk to Joe, so I'm excited about yep. it. Let's welcome Mr. Joe Buck to yeah. the program this morning. Joe, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are we all doing today? We're, we're living, man. We're doing okay. How about yourself? Yeah, it's uh, well. Let me let me just describe it for you. I'm right. up at about six thirty with uh, almost two year old twin boys. I'm about to have my fifty first birthday. You do the math. It's not that fun. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so that's Oops. that's that's a recipe for uh, insanity. <laughs> Yeah, I I used to think the movie Groundhog Day was funny. Now it's a tragedy. <laughs> it's the same thing every day. But it, I mean, it is great. And my daughters who are older, twenty three and twenty, they're back home in St. Louis. So it's good to have everybody back together. Terrible under the circumstances, but everybody's doing their their little part to try and slow this thing down, which is just crazy, right? Yeah, now. it is. Hey, Joe, I want I want to go ahead and and uh, uh, address the elephant in the room. We're we're the number one uh, morning show in Philadelphia, so we got a lot of people that tune in. Um, and there, there are a lot of people that have, and listen, it's the nature of your business and what you do on a national level, but there are a lot of people in Philadelphia that have issues. There's a lot of people that don't like you. I, I like you. I, I grew up listening to your dad. I, I try and, and, and Philly is not, I've been here 25 years, but it's not where, uh, I grew up and, and learned to, uh, an attachment to the, to the teams that I love. Um, so I, I also can watch Philly sports with a grain of, of salt and, and with my, uh, my ears tuned a little bit differently. Um, but when people grow up listening to their hometown announcers, hear national announcers calling a game and, and saying things that might be critical of their hometown team, it goes down a little bit tough. And Philly takes things a little bit personally, you know? Um, right. No, I've, I've noticed that. Over there. <laughs> you have? You caught that here and there? Fleeting glimpses, did you catch? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sitting in a, uh, I've been in a diner um, on multiple times in Philadelphia, or by a glass window, and somebody will walk by on the street in Philly, notice it's me, stop, turn around, come back, and then motion something to me. I won't say what it is. Flip you the bird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Yeah, you're right. The way you said it is is true. My dad got that kind of stuff when he did it nationally for I think it's more of a baseball thing, but when he did it nationally for CBS with yeah. uh, McCarver back in 90 and 91, and before right. him it was Scully, but I'm the only guy to ever call the World Series in the age of social media, nationally yeah. at least, and it's it's not a fun position to be in if you try to make everybody love you because you can't. You're right. When mm-hmm. you when a Philly fan listens to baseball all season long, you listen to Philly announcers, and they have the same rooting interest. And if somebody hits a home run against them, they're pissed off. And if somebody from Philadelphia hits a home run, they're pulling a groin, calling the home run because it's the most exciting thing in the world. And then we show up. 
I show up and I have to get excited for both teams and therefore it pisses off the fans in both cities. And yeah. I think some of that stuff carries over to football, but I'll get finished with a series, uh, whether it's Phillies, Dodgers back in the day, and everybody in L.A. is 1 million percent guaranteed, no doubt about it, Joe Buck hates the Dodgers. He okay. loves the Phillies, and then vice versa. It's just you can't you can't win that battle. Yeah. Okay, so so that was what I was going to ask. Is you know, you, your story is the same in every city. Then uh, it's just uh, you know you, you take uh, Joe Buck out of Philadelphia and you put him in Cincinnati, and uh, and he's going to be treated the same way, or uh, are we a little harsher? Uh, no, no, I no. In fact. <laughs> I'll address that in a second, but I, people in St. Louis are convinced that I hate the Cardinals, <laughs> that I root against them, because when I do them in a national game, they want me to be my dad yeah. and to do the go crazy, folks, go crazy, Ozzie right. Smith home run call. And, that's, and, and, yeah, I will, but I also have to get excited for the other team, and, and it makes people here mad. Well, it's, it's, it's the definition of damned if you do and damned if you don't, but it is, it's the complexion of what you're doing on a national level that is, that is going to always cause that split, and you've sort of illuminated that a little bit more because, yeah, I mean, but it makes sense. You are so accustomed to hearing a more uh, um, uh, cheering section approach to your local team from your local broadcasters. And by nature, the guy who's seeming even a little bit neutral is going to come across as being antagonistic, and that's forever going to be your situation. Yeah, and and believe me, I've done both. You know, I've been the Cardinals' everyday announcer, and when you are, you don't care – about the other team, really. You're doing the whole game from St. Louis's perspective. Whenever somebody hits a home run, I can choose as a national broadcaster or a local guy, do I talk about the pitch and it was a bad pitch, or do I talk about how unbelievable the swing was? If if somebody, there's always one of two ways to go, and when you do the local, it's always one-sided. In fact, directors have talked to me about it. When they shoot a game for the local package, it's totally different than when they shoot a game for a national package, because you really are more balanced. You do local, it's all in one dugout. It's all in one bullpen. It's all one storyline. And and so I get it. I mean, I'm a blues fan in hockey. It's the one sport I can root for. It's the one team I can root for because I'm from here. I've been a season ticket holder. They won the Stanley Cup last year. And, as, and for as much as I admire the work of Doc Emmerich and as, as close as I am as a friend with Kenny Albert, I wanted the Blues announcers calling the games when they mattered the most because that's who I listened to all year. And I know that they want the same thing I want, which is for the Blues to win and the other team to lose. So it's just <laughs> yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah. And uh, you can't win, so it's either put up with it or don't do the job. And I'd rather just put up with it. And, and people in Philly are great, by the way. As I've said before, whenever I'm in town – People could not be nicer, and they come up and say, and they'll give you trouble, but they'll also pat you on the back and oh, I, I like the job you do, and whatever. And and they, you know, once you talk to them for two minutes, and they understand who you are as a person, right? And that it, it isn't ever personal. And I don't care who wins; I just want to see a great game. Yeah, uh, it, it goes away immediately. So it's people in Philly are awesome. I, I love people in the Northeast, Philly, Boston, New York, whatever. They're yeah. they're good, good sold people. Hey, Joe, I um. I- so I, I want to talk to you about football real quick, and I know there's other things that we want to talk about. But and I will probably get a few emails, uh, you know, calling me out on this. But listen, I, I've come around on you myself, and I think you know 
hatred and all that sort of stuff is, is a learned thing. And I think maybe I was um, not giving you uh, the benefit, benefit of the doubt. Here's the deal. You and Troy Aikman are the number one Fox team. I don't know if you agree with that or if that's – but you guys are the best – announcer and color commentator that Fox has to offer when it comes to football. And I think what really brought me around on you um, was listening to your call of the Saints-Vikings playoff game with the improbable Stefan Diggs touchdown catch to win the game in the in the closing seconds. That they, they weren't supposed to win that game. And what you did during that call is you let the play on the field speak for itself, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I, and that, but that's what I've, I've, that's what I always tried to do. And sometimes people take it as indifference, or he doesn't care, or he's not excited enough. I'd rather just let the action carry itself. I don't need, I don't do these things for my own highlight reel. I do them because I, I love being at the game, and I, I try to be true to the moment. Let the crowd carry the action. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I, again. You guys, you and Troy are the, and believe me, it pains me because Troy Aikman was a quarterback for. The Cowboys, and I'm a lifelong Eagles fan, and and he burned the Cowboys many. I mean, burned the Eagles many, many times, and it pains me that he and 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 also um, uh, Tony Romo as a Cullen commentator is really, really good. So um, you know, I'm trying to be as as objective as possible. When, you, you, you know, you, well, you're, yeah. you're growing as a person. Yeah. There you go. Well, in as far as Philly's concerned, in Troy's life, he will tell you that no team beat him more senseless than the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And and whether it was Reggie White back in the day, Jerome Brown, those guys would ragdoll him. And there were there were games I don't I don't know what the total was. I think he got sacked eight or nine times in one game against Philadelphia. So he feels the same way. Yeah. And forever I would say the coach he was closest to and he damn near came back and played after he retired and was he was in the booth with me got a call at halftime the game we were doing late in San Diego and it was Andy Reid on the other line when Donovan McNabb got hurt and he was he wanted to play for Andy Reid he loved Andy Reid so anytime we went to Philly and we were there a ton or doing an Eagles game on the road wherever they were uh we enjoyed the hell out of it because Andy was great to us and uh all that stuff came full circle in this last Super Bowl when when he and the Chiefs won it and we were sitting there calling it so it's it's never personal and it's never ever rooting against or for another team we just don't care or even think like that right uh joe this is nick i'm, I'm actually broadcasting from home uh so i wanted to ask you two questions and then uh, and then i'll let the rest of the crew handle it but first i want to uh, ask you about all the twitter um things that you've been calling over the last couple of weeks because they're hilarious and, and if you have a personal favorite and then secondly i wanted to ask you uh, about your love of Pearl Jam, and you've been able to hang out with Eddie Vedder a few times, and, and if you've heard the new album, what do you think about that? I love the new album. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I got it early, and, and you could only get one song, and the second song filtered in, and uh, I just kind of listened through it a couple times the other day, and love it. I actually met Eddie in Philly. Uh, ah. I think it was 08. Mm-hmm. He and Pearl Jam were closing down the Spectrum. Yeah, it was 2009. Yeah, it was 2009. They were across the street at the Spectrum. Was, yeah, yeah. So it was it was October then of of '09, and I, I was getting off the elevator. We were staying at the same hotel, and he was getting on, and he's just a, a crazy sports fan. Yeah, and so baseball. while I was speechless, you know, seeing him. 
Uh, you know, he, he, all he wanted to do was talk about baseball and we both have two daughters and we start, we just hit it off. And then I hung out with him one time after he played in St. Louis and, and we've just remained really good friends. So I, yeah, I, I love Pearl Jam, but I, I love him as a person. I've, I've had him in the booth many times and I've called games, especially in Seattle. And it doesn't matter who is on our crew, what role they play. Eddie is all in. Like he wants to know, you know, everybody's name. He remembers their name. He asks them about what they're doing that day. He's just a big, genuinely good person, big-hearted guy. That uh, man, I, I just I think the world to him. That's cool. I mean, you've you've traveled all the all over the world. You've crossed paths with a lot of celebrities. Have you ever met Joe Exotic in your life? <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't tell you how badly I want to meet. Somehow I missed that whole uh, that whole thing. I, you know, before watching that that series, uh, I I thought I had a pretty good handle of the types of people, the different types that walk the earth. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> I have no idea what's out there. I have literally no idea uh, who is in this country and what they're doing. I mean, the just the the sheer number of tigers at times in certain shots. I'm like, what in the hell is happening? And the fact that he is passing off those songs as him actually yes. singing them. <laughs> yeah, Joe, we were talking about the fact that he talks like this. And, he talks like this, and yeah. all of a sudden he's singing like this. <laughs> now, I know, we know all the uh, Jim Neighbors used to do an uh, affectation, and that was part of the deal. However, uh, this is clearly uh, uh, you know, an, an amazing thing that here you have these people this this wide array of 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 um, misfits, and again, I, I, we were saying earlier that it's on the level of a Shakespearean story. David Lynch could not write a script as effed up as what's been happening apparently in the off road tiger attraction community for years. It's just it's, and you try to tell people because President and I freely admit we're not the kind to jump on bandwagons for stuff like this. Yeah. This show is just defies description. It does, and and the minute you know you think it's reached its depth of <laughs> like this crazy depth of weirdness, uh, it goes even weirder. And you know this guy's the guy in jail. And I have to tell you, of all the people I met, quote unquote, through this series, he was the least one of the least offensive to me <laughs> of of everybody that that I saw. So I mean, how you could do the same documentary for. It would have a different feel to it for Doc. Mm -hmm. You could do the same Doc Antle or whatever the hell his name is. Yes, for, for and Carol. <laughs> Carol, I mean, you know, hey there, all you. What, what's her cool last cat, name? Cool cats and kittens. She, she, cool cats and kittens. You guys should start every day like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> she killed, everyone believes she killed her husband and fed him to a tiger. Uh, but there's it's, it's one right after another, but it but it is addictive. Um, I, I wanted to also ask you, because Nick had pointed out the question, uh, your quarantine uh, calls with Joe Buck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, get, yeah, those are great, Joe. Getting a, a ton of stuff in there. They're great. And if you just go to uh, your, your social media, and obviously you have you have them up. Uh, but the question keeps coming up, and I know you have to keep answering it. Are people literally submitting uh, sex videos for you to do color commentary for? No, I mentioned that on a St. Louis station a couple mornings ago, and it was just, it was, no, it was not a okay. sex oh. video. Uh, it was like two people crawling on each other, but uh, it was nothing that was going to make anybody famous. All right. Say that. <laughs> okay. uh, and so, no, I believe me, I, I would probably just keep that to myself. <laughs> 
and cannot uh, <laughs> reveal that. Um, and and may someday, maybe I've already done play-by-play of a sex video or two, and I'm just waiting for the right time to spring it onto the world. There hey, you go. You know what? I, I, I This is probably not the case, but since we have Joe on the line here, Joe, I, you, you'd mentioned a, a local radio station there. I did work in St. Louis radio, and you and I are roughly the same age. And do you think he ever... Do you think he ever oh listened to me? I used to. I used to have a different name. I worked on it at the time. It was WKBQ Q one hundred six point five. Um, yeah, oh god, yeah, yeah. The sure. top forty station. I went by the name. Yeah. Ke- I went by the name Kenny Knight. Does that <laughs> ring a bell at all? Uh, no. Okay. Was there a Kenny Knight in uh, Joe Tiger King? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, maybe. Have you ever Could have been a character? Do you ever remember seeing a a cover band? Uh, no, called, he wouldn't have seen the image. Called the image? The no, no. <laughs> But I, image, I used to, uh, yeah, you guys were awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, I used to I used to do middays. I would come on after the Stephen DC show. So um, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, those. Uh, yeah, I haven't thought of Stephen DC in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so all right, I was yeah, just well, my sister. My sister was at Y ninety eight. Yeah. Forever with Guy Phillips, and now she's on AM radio here in St. Louis. So yeah, okay. it's just a big incestuous. Uh, it, it is kind of unbelievable how. The same names and the same people just keep popping up at different radio stations. It's like true. Three, three months. Yeah. Hey, so uh, with you doing a podcast, um, what's it? You have the first episode uh, coming out tomorrow? Yeah, it's called Daddy Issues with Oliver Hudson. I mean, my daddy issues are, I think, a little bit more benign. I mean, I was really close with my dad. He was my best friend. But it, it was, I still to this day think of myself as like a little kid in this business. And, and I only got in because of my famous dad. And, and when I started, there's no doubt that was the only way. And the only reason why I got in, I've tried to work hard since, but for Oliver, he's Kate Hudson's older brother. Yeah. He's Goldie Hawn's son. He's Kurt Russell's stepson. Now Wyatt Russell's older brother. And so he's lugging all this baggage around. <laughs> we're, we're really close friends and it's, it's probably a side of me that has never been seen publicly before. So oh. I, I think there's value in it. He's a, I, I don't he's think a talented the world guy. needs another podcast. Yeah. He's, he's, Go ahead. Yeah, he's a super talented guy, and and the the, uh, the the but I mean to that point, I mean you know I, I think at some point it's been rightly said that you know we're we're all always attempting to make our our, our dads proud in some level or another, and 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 you know li- live in the uh, you know you're always sort of in some way living in the shadow of. So it's 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 something that informs a lot of how our uh, lives turn out. So I assume that's a lot of what you're going to go into, correct? It is, and I I think you know. It is your typical podcast and that it'll be driven by he and I talking about what's going on in the world around us. But you do definitely carry forward what you experienced as a kid uh, with regard to your parents. And, and for Ali, his his real dad, one of the Hudson brothers, walked out when he was uh, between 11 and 12 years old. And then Kurt came into his life. Uh, and really kind of took control of, of what Oliver was doing. But, yeah, I, I think we all, doesn't matter what you do for a living, uh, I think we all carry that stuff forward. And we're dads ourselves. I mean, I've got kids that are 23, 20, and then twin boys that are almost two. And, and he's got uh, three kids that are right in the middle of all that. So there's plenty to talk about. We'll have good guests. Vetter's coming on, so that'll ah, be fun. Nice. And, uh, and he's got his own daddy issues, so yeah. we'll we'll uh, we'll get into some of that stuff with him too. So just a, qu- a quick thing: obviously, everything is fluid. We don't know how everything's going to play out, but um, we assume you have at least a little bit of insight into how you think 
uh, once the gears of professional sports start uh, turning again, uh, what do you think's the first situation we're going to see? Are we going to see um, games played um, audienceless? Um, you know, how, how, what what do you see happening? Is dive right into the playoffs? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think NBA and NHL, their hope right now is to dive right, train for a week. Uh, I know in the NHL, train for a week and then jump into the playoffs, expand them just a little bit and just go right at it whenever that happens. And I think, yeah, to answer your other question, I think it'll be without fans uh, yeah. in the seat. Um, and then baseball, I, uh, I talked to one of the Cardinal owners the other day. I've talked to people in my network. They are. They would take July first right now and run, and and I think it it could be very much the same with with no fans initially, be about half a season. I think that's the that's the ultimate dream and and the best case, and then they'll adjust from there. And and the NFL came out yesterday and said we're going full on with with normal crowds and all that. I just don't know how you can make a proclamation at this point when we just don't know. We, uh, we how don't. long this is going to be. No, and the, and the next couple of weeks, as we know, we'll be telling, and obviously the efforts of people, as you said at the beginning, you know, is staying home and, and doing what you need to do and adhering to the rules will, will really govern how things turn out. Uh, but the one thing, and again, I always say this over and over again, there's no not an expert in the world that says this is eternal. This will eventually end, and, and we'll come out of it on the other side. So, And I think one of the things that really telegraphs to people that there's normalcy and we're returning to things as normal is sports. It's, it's, it's the great, you know, the great diversion, the great outlet. I, I think back to 2001 and 9-11 and, and getting back into stadiums and how weird that felt. And then after you got back into it, you know, that postseason uh, was was really special. And I think uh, baseball played its role that it's played many times in our country's history where it, it was the national pastime in a good way. And, and it was a diversion for a really scary, awful situation that happened in multiple places. And I think it will be again. I mean, I. You know, not everybody's a sports fan, and and I get that. But I, I think everybody can pretty much agree that it does have a serious role in American life, and I'm with you. I think when, when it gets back to somewhat normal and we see these games happening again, everybody will, will have a big exhale and know that we're on the road to recovery. So I, I think sports will play a role in that, and I'm excited to be a small, small, small part of that. Agreed. And as a, a baseball announcer for a, n- a number of years, I'm sure you've heard you know people talking about how can we get the viewers back to baseball, and I think a pandemic is perhaps a, uh, a way to do that, to eliminate crowds in the stadiums, and then that way TV viewership will be up, Do you? don't you think? Oh, I, yeah. I, I think once this stuff starts up again, whenever that is, and it could be a mad crush of multiple sports coming together at once. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as we've all sat here and kind of taken a time out and actually having family dinners and walks and all these other things that are going on, you know, maybe it lends itself to kind of the slower paced baseball uh, game that that happens these days. I, I think I do. I think viewership will be up uh, for all these sports once they once they kick back in. And uh, real quick, because I was at this game, so I didn't hear you call it. I, I assume you were the one who called the uh, the Vikings Eagles NFC Championship game. Uh, yeah, the blowout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I've been going to Eagles games for as long as I can remember, and. When Patrick Robinson intercepted that pass and, and took it back for a touchdown, it was the absolute loudest I've ever heard a stadium ever, ever, ever. And uh, I don't know if you can recall, because you've called so many games, uh, if you actually recall that play and, and how loud that stadium had, had gotten at that point. 
Uh, those are the ones, yes, I do. And those are the ones that are kind of, they make their mark in your ear. First of all, I'm trying to scream to get above it. And I hear a lot of, I, when I do a game, I want the crowd noise as loud as I can stand it in my headset mm-hmm. so that I don't over talk. And then when, when an outdoor stadium makes that much noise, it's breathtaking when you're sitting there and you're listening to the mix go through your headphones and then out into TVs. And, and I absolutely remember that. And then I absolutely remember thinking, man, this is going to be an absolute freaking blowout and the rating's going to suck and we're going to have to uh, spin plates up here to try and uh, make it interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, that, of course. That's yeah. a consideration. And, uh, you know, as uh, after, uh, as we wrap up the interview, I just want to remind uh, our listeners right now that, that Joe Buck has called, uh, it's my favorite football call of all time, and we'll play it as, you, uh, you know, uh, we say goodbye to you, but... Uh, you were the one who called when Deshaun Jackson took the punt back against the Giants a few years back to win the game yeah. as, as the clock and, was. And let me yeah. let me lead to it because if if, if for all of the uh, oh that guy hates the Eagles, <laughs> listen listen to this call and uh-huh. remember I'm doing it nationally so everybody every Giants fan is going that guy sucks he hates the Giants. <laughs> Just listen to this and you tell me that I sound like I hate or am rooting against the Eagles somehow. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, hey, by the way, we really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. I know that Casey reached out for you, got some some random uh, inquiry, and uh, it's cool. And we we love the quarantine videos. That's uh, that's what set it off. And your uh, you know your commentary for these home videos was just hilarious. And we thought it'd be a great opportunity to get you on. And we appreciate you agreeing to do that. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And, and like I said, I have twin boys that are crying in the other room right now. I can hear them. So if you want to do another couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'll, I'll let you know, Joe, that the, the text messages in the span of the 20 some odd minutes we've been on the uh, on the call here have taken a decidedly different tone and things are swinging towards a positive. So. <laughs> oh, good. Well, hey, even Joe Exotic got 19 percent of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Damn good point. Point in Oklahoma, you're right. 19% awesome. in yeah. this presidential bid. All right, the new podcast yeah. is called Daddy Issues with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson. That's available uh, tomorrow. We'll make sure we post links uh, so that people around here can pick up on that. Joe, thanks a bunch, man. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, anytime. Guys. All right, thanks take care. Joe Buck, and yeah. here's that play. Here we go. And it's a line drive kick. Jackson bobbles it and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Deshaun Jackson still not in and now in for the touchdown. No flags. Unbelievable. No time left. Eagles win. And there you go. Uh, my uh, my parents came over. I was watching that game at my my house. My both my 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 father was still alive at this point. They came over, and it was such a terrible game. We were losing. I mean, we, you know, yeah, we yeah. the Eagles were losing. We were down by like three touchdowns and had this improbable comeback. My parents had left at this point. My dad's like, I'm leaving, you know? And then, uh, and then that happened. I was like, I cannot. I went out front of my house and, and I had a primal scream after that win. It was, it was amazing. Awesome. Marissa? <laughs> I've come around on them. Ah! Just a little bit. So I'm so glad, like all of you guys, all the questions, I'm so glad you guys addressed the elephant in the room. Casey, before you suggested I get that Deshaun call, I went back and I was listening to old Chase Utley home runs from the World Series, and it's like, Chase Utley, home run. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh, after we were coming from like Harry Callis's, like, yeah. Chase Utley, you are 
But he 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 he, he uh, really he's... illuminated a valid point, yeah. which is he is forever whatever the whatever the local audience is perceiving uh, is they're going to hate. The way he approaches it. Yep. I, I recommended it to you guys before, but Brockmeyer, he is hilarious. He is a character of himself on that show. Oh, Joe and, uh, is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he addresses that people hate him, and he's a jerk on it. Uh, he's really funny, so I was like kind of coming out around on him a little bit on that show. In fact, I talked to him before uh, he got on the air with us today, and he said, wait till you see me in season four. It, it gets funny. All right, so very that, nice. Were you going to say something, Nick? Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. When you have a conversation with anybody for 20 minutes, and you can realize that uh, there a human and that they have redeeming qualities and you know I, i've been a buck fan for a long time but even saying the name joe buck uh, causes some people to recoil with anger and and you know you can't even just bring his name up without people reacting in a certain way but all you really have to do with most people on this planet is talk to them for a little yeah. bit and you realize yeah it's a decent person well or you can find out you really hate somebody you thought you liked too yeah. but yes no i i know what you're saying nick yeah you got to spend some time before you uh uh, the, rather than the surface of what you think it is, and everyone suspects that they know the dynamics of the yeah. of, of the sport and the nature of the people who call the games and what they they have to put up with. And he rightly pointed out that uh, Joe Exotic did pretty good, uh, yeah. you know, yes. pretty good decent, yes. uh, that was great. decent uh, turnout. And yeah. Nick, we got uh, two back to back texts. One says, "Okay, I hate him less now," and then the next one says, "He can still suck it." Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's still trickling in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Coming back, stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer is giving a portion of all gold roses sold to support local restaurants by catering meals for essential health care workers. I hate As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it's brought to us by the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Join Nick McElwain and Team Luke Beasley Media as they step up to take cancer down by participating in the LLS Big Virtual Climb on June 13th. Visit bigclimb.org slash philly to register today. All right, a Missouri hunter is recovering from a wound to the back of his head after being attacked by a bobcat. Not a moose? No, not a moose. Uh, the spring- Why don't you forget the mooses for a moment? Uh, the uh, paper reported that the hunter from Cleaver, Missouri, which I've never even heard of. Cleaver? Yeah, and I'm from Missouri, was uh, turkey hunting on Monday, the first day of turkey season. <laughs> so the hunter was using a turkey call to lure birds turkey! in. <laughs> turkey! <laughs> <laughs> turkey! Turkey, 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 turkey! That's the turkey call. Yeah. <laughs> he was using a turkey call. Turkey! Yeah. Turkey, turkey, turkey! And instead, the noise got the attention of a large male bobcat, which pounced on the hunter, forcing him to kill the bobcat. Bobcat! Yeah, so th- I think he said bobcat by accident. <laughs> Bobcat response. Bob! Uh, Cat! 
So the a conservation agent uh, wrote in his report that the hunter felt a crash on his shoulder and head as if he was being attacked. The hunter fought it off and then shot the bobcat. Uh, the hunter declined to be interviewed, saying that he had received backlash on social media for killing the bobcat and posting photos of the dead bobcat on his Facebook page. Uh, the post has since been removed. Well, he he would not have uh, killed the bobcat were it not attacking no, him. No, and, and he did the right thing, yeah. and he immediately called the department and reported that he had killed a bobcat. But right. people just didn't like the idea that he's posting pictures of a dead cat well, anyway. It, it, well, listen, you know, I'm a... I'm, we're all animal people, but it, it is something wild, and 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 that's the way they attack. They jump, attacked him. Yeah, on the back of his neck. Yeah. With all the layers of the story, the thing that stood out to me most was that turkey season's in April and not November, like around Thanksgiving time. I just assume. I hate when turkeys take <laughs> selfies and they leave a whole bunch of stuff in the picture behind them. I know. Me it, it's you know, look at how cluttery that is. Can you even consider your surroundings? All right, in Oklahoma, the reported sighting of an animal that looked like a mountain lion had residents on edge Thursday night. Was it, in fact, a mountain lion? No, and listen to this. You're going to love this, Steve. A photo of the animal reportedly seen was shared on social media, prompting police to search for the animal, even sending the police helicopter up in the air to assist. Officials with the Department of Wildlife Conservation said the animal spotted Thursday night was not a mountain lion. Officials said game wardens at the scene were able to investigate the photo and evidence to pass along to the department's biologists. For further analysts, they were confirming the animal was a typical house cat. Oh, my God. That appeared large due to the topography and angle of the photo. Oh, my oh so my it God. just looked it's just a cat. It, it was a standard, like, tabby. But the way that it was taken made it appear as if it was large, and they they, they called out the helicopter. That's teams. too funny. So it was pretty classic. Now we have some big cats, but no bobcat size. Uh, there is legal. There's legal precedent, and then there's Monty Python, and the two overlapped this week when a BC British Columbia small claims court sided with a Salt Spring Island resident who sued another man for allegedly selling him a defective parrot. This My, parrot's broken. Michael Davy said he noticed the parrot, Tiberius, was missing a few tail feathers when he bought it, uh, but was told the bird was only molting and had clipped wings, but was otherwise healthy. I assume you'll send its head along at some point. But to paraphrase one of the British comedy troupe's most beloved sketches, the plumage didn't enter into it. <laughs> Tiberius should have had a life expectancy of up to 40 years. Yeah. Davy, Davy soon learned that he had a fatal disease and, in fact, faced the prospect of becoming an ex-parrot in just a fraction of that time, uh, the tribunal member, Julie Gibson, wrote, I find that there was an implied warranty in the party's contract that Tiberius would be healthy for at least six months. Well, you think they're going to live. Instead, Tiberius became very ill within weeks of the applicant's purchase. So, yes, he should have been upfront about all of that. How much does an average parrot cost? I bet they're pretty damn expensive. I like, couldn't tell you. Even the little suckers? Um, yeah, maybe, man. I mean, I don't know. Uh, some of the some of the more pretty ones are are not yeah. even the really that big, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, never. I've we've always had cats, so having yeah. you know, it seemed wrong. it's tough to have both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever have a bird? I did. Yeah, I had a cockatiel, so and, I had, and I, I had finches as well. Yeah. Okay, I went through a bird phase. Which is a pain in the ass. They are so much work, well, are they not? They are. They make a mess like you would not and, believe. And not just the crap. I mean, they, they their food flies everywhere. And, and don't they suffer, like, depression and things like that? Possibly, I guess. I'm not really sure. Uh, Steve, we're looking at anywhere from, you know, a 
couple hundred bucks to two thousand so dollars. So that's the, the couple hundred is probably the ones with the terminal illness. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, this <laughs> is pretty wild. And the terminal illness bin over there, they're pretty cheap. From the purple streak in the in her hair to the holographic shoes she wears, a Chicago astronomer says Middleton-based doll maker American Girl. You know American Girl. Do I ever? I bought some for my niece. Stole her likeness and adapted her name to create a popular astronaut doll. Lucianne Walkowitz. That's the name of the astronaut doll? Yeah. Well, that's the name of the astronaut. Uh, A Ted Senior Fellow at the uh, Adler Planetarium who has spent much of her career with NASA's Kepler mission is asking in a lawsuit filed late Wednesday that American Girl and its parent company, Mattel, stop selling the Luciana Vega doll, uh. which first appeared in 2018. The doll is described on American Girl's website as an aspiring astronaut ready to take the next giant leap to Mars. I mean, they clearly stole this woman's identity. You so. can see the... You, well, here's is that the, obvious? Let me explain. According to the trademark lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court, Walkowitz has lectured extensively on Mars exploration and done considerable research with the Kepler mission on the constellation Lyra, which contains Vega yeah. as its brightest star. Walkowitz has often discussed Vega, the lawsuit states. So the name of the doll is Luciana Vega, which is... Getting ready to take this the trip to Mars. Okay. Now, during her career, the lawsuit states Walkowitz has taken on a distinctive appearance, including a purple streak on the right side of her hair and holographic shoes. The doll's dark hair also has a purple streak on the right side and holographic shoes. And they both have Yosemite Sam tattoos above their cooters. <laughs> oh, now, that's left out of the story. But the lawsuit claims Rebecca Ducoupier who is a lead designer of American Girls Girl of the Year brand, attended Walkowitz's Mona Terrace appearance with other American Girl employees. In 2016, the American Girl signed a deal with NASA for the space agency to consult the accuracy of American Girls dolls. And one of those NASA consultants attended a conference that year in Pittsburgh where Walkowitz was speaking. Well, this is more than just happenstance. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's clearly, uh, uh, they, she clearly has a case. Yeah, in addition to a cease and desist order uh, barring sales of the Luciana Vega doll and accessories, the lawsuit seeks unspecified compensatory, punitive, and other damages. And it also seeks the cancellation of American Girls Luciana and Luciana Vega trademarks. It might be time for an American lawyer doll. Yeah, yeah maybe, right. Maybe. Lawyer doll. Uh, yeah. Those things are expensive. Yes, those American are. Girl mm-hmm. dolls. And every... All the things you buy to go along with and them, their and salons, and all their all of that. It's yeah. what what an industry. Yeah, yeah. So, but the Yosemite Sam tattoo, I did <laughs> but, not. I mean, that's an obvious giveaway. Yeah, they yeah. both. Do I hate coconuts? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no can idea. I tell you a quick American Girl doll story? Yeah. So my goddaughter, um, she asked for one. This was a few years ago, and I really had no idea what they were. And so I went and I looked. And I'm like, oh my god, these things are expensive. So I was like, maybe I can find like a used one on the yard sale site. And then I'm like, oh, that's lame. Like I can't give that to her for it was for Christmas. So I bought her one. I bought her the clothes. I bought her a chair. Like it, it and it cost you know a decent yeah. amount of money. I gave it to her. I find out like a month later, she goes, that thing freaked me out. I gave it away. <laughs> oh, I gave god, it away. Bitch. She said it freaked her out. I'm like, wow. you wanted it. That's why you always get a South American doll first. <laughs> there you go. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. 
But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Kat, did you see that story about that florist in Bucks County who, um, I don't know if you saw that at all, but so they, they had reached, uh, the lady had ordered flowers and, I mean, long story short, they, um, this lady was living by herself. So not only did these guys, this florist in, in Bucks County deliver flowers, but they took it upon themselves to like bring her a whole bunch of groceries. Oh, uh, because she was an older woman uh, who lived by herself. Yeah, they paid for That's it themselves. That's what people in Bucks County do. I, well, listen. <laughs> I'm giving credit where credit is due. That's very big of you. Yes, it, it is. I I mean, I'm a big that. guy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Hamass. <laughs> uh, Did you see the two hotels in Delaware County that had to close because of all the criminal activity? Oh, my God. Is it the executive? Is it the executive? Okay. It, well, it's got... I mean, hold on. I'll pull it up. No, Casey. I don't think it is. Uh, hold on. Let me just pull it up. While, while you're doing that, Kath, the, the uh, garden center, Casey, is called Castle Garden Center, and uh, they're CastleGardenCenter.com, the one you were talking about, the florists. And that lady that they brought the food to, she didn't even need it. They just And they refused payment, uh, but they thought that she might need it. And yeah, she so, threw it away. She burned it right she there. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, she said it I don't need it. <laughs> I don't, what do you think? You're better than me? You want it? <laughs> Cases. That's not you. <laughs> You're better. You're than better that. than that. <laughs> I just wanted some chrysanthemum, chrysanthemum flowers. <laughs> can't say chrysanthemum. I can't. It's difficult. Okay. A problematic at the least. Yeah. <laughs> you can say problematic. Yes. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I think that- it's the uh, the the ths. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what are we doing? Yeah. There's so many things I have to say. There's garden centers that are doing drive-ups uh, where you just pop your trunk and they'll they'll fill your car with the flowers. Uh, whatever, I love it. But anyway, um, the two <laughs> the two hotels you just became are, Casey <laughs> that are closing are uh, the Days Inn and the Parkway Inn on Baltimore Pike. So yeah, the original okay. story is that there was there were you said there were crimes or what was going on that was causing the the closure? Yes. Yeah, so they they said that Delaware County officials are forcing um, these two motels to close because. Of criminal activity. Apparently, there's been like a few overdoses there in oh, the past oh, okay. two weeks. And... Where in Delaware County is it? All right, so the Parkway used to be. Uh, well, it's right next to where Kitty City was. <laughs> by the <laughs> way, Greenfield Township. So they're they're literally right across the street from each other. Some Kitty City. <laughs> Preston and Steve. I believe I told you this story. Maybe it was off air, but I was. So the Days Inn is right next to Best Buy, and one of the last times I was at Best is Buy. Is this to the original story? To the original okay. story. I was behind these two people in line that were shady as F. Yeah. Shady, shady, shady. And they were buying a disposable phone. And the lady was looking at me like all weird. Like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, oh, you know, so I tried not to make eye contact with these people. But then sure enough, they went to the days in right afterwards and, you know, so okay, you're talking so about you, illegal activity. A lot of illegal activity being conducted out of the hotel. And I couldn't help but get this vibe that they had, like, 100 pounds of meth on them or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that. How would they, they hide that? Well, they're probably in the in the hotel room. Oh, room. I thought you yeah. said, like, on them right there at yeah. the checkout. <laughs> no, but they had the, the, you know, disposable phone. They, you know, and I watch a lot of TV, Steve, and those, 
You're good. So as you're seeing this, do your natural law and crime fighting instincts kick in and do your fists start to recede up into your sleeves? <laughs> Just Pre- naturally go. Preparing for hidden fists? Yeah, hidden fists, yes. It's exact. Well, no, I, I made sure that uh, that we had, like, no contact. You know what I mean? Like, they, you, know, you know, you can spot these sh- these places. So so both have, have shut down immediately, Kathy? They, they're forcing them to shut down. They've actually suspended the operational licenses for both of the properties. <sighs> it went into effect on Tuesday. Listen, they were responsible. These two motels were responsible for more than 630 emergency calls since January of 2017. Wow. Yeah, I, listen, the Parkway, I'm not not really surprised you know i know that uh, people when i was in high school they would go i mean they would rent rooms to 16 year old kids so they could go you know drinking in these yep. hotel rooms and that's probably illegal the days in on the other hand they had i mean they did a major reno on that one right you know i think they were trying to change the, uh... the next time you smoke meth consider us casey that was a uh... with wonderfully appointed rooms Lots of TVs to hurl at the walls. <laughs> Nick, you pulled up, um, uh, you, you pulled a Delco move a little bit ago, Casey. I think we talked about this on air. breakfast. <laughs> oh, no, no, what's the Delco move? No, Casey pulled a Delco move where he said that's it's where the Kitty City used to be. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You yeah. referred to these landmarks that used to be <laughs> yeah, yes, like I did. 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since we're being honest, Case, uh, we have those hotels in Bucks County as well. Oh, they I know. Been, they yeah. just haven't been shut down yet. Uh, every, every area has those hotels where you and you say how do they stay and more often than not they're motels right that's that's exactly what it is but i mean it was infamous for that for like the the parties and the drug overdoses and all of that we had a place uh, growing up and you just knew it was in it was nowhere near any vacation site it was nowhere near any industrial park where you might have business people coming in it was just there and yet there were cars in the lot all the time it was for you know hour hourly rates. It was for drugs. It was for you know cr- crime deals. That's what it was. Well, I just wonder, like you know, one of these hotels in, or motels in motor lodges in particular holds up a big chunk of I what I think prime real estate on Baltimore Pike. How do they make enough money to stay there? You know, yeah. like because I mean, even if you were to look at this parking lot, Steve. Um, right here, there are no cars. We're looking at, at a, uh, an aerial shot. We're looking of the at area. an aerial shot. There's one car, and what do they charge? Thirty five bucks a night? Like how do they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not. know. I don't know either. <laughs> there was a there was a place in St. Louis called the Coral Courts Motel, and it was known as the it wasn't a, it was it was a drug and and a seedy place like that, but it was known as a cheaters hotel. Yes, because. They had garages for oh each room. So you could discreetly hide your car. You hide your car. Wow. You never see yeah. that. No. Was that? That's You never see that. No. So Look that the whole, up for us at Coral, Coral Quartz Motel and pull up a picture of it. It had to be designed from its inception as a place for cheaters. It was older. It was from the 1950s and so. But a yeah. garage for your car. For your room, we, we room. have the yeah. drug hotels. You have the cheaters ho- cheater mm-hmm. hotels. Yep. <laughs> it was it was known. Yeah, here's a picture. See the little garage Stop next, it. next to the room. Insane, <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's all types. Uh, there's a plate. Say? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I didn't press. I didn't know if you're moving on or not. But this is a story, real quick, for Steve. Steve, I actually got myself into some trouble when I was a kid. Um, I went to visit my cousin in on Long Island, and yeah. uh, there was one of these places that was, you know, would rent out to, to teenagers. Basically, I think we were, we may have been like. 
uh, 18, 19, something like that. And uh, you had to give a driver's license to get the room. Right, and, yeah. And so I was hanging out with my cousin and her friends, and she didn't have a driver's license. So I gave mine. Well, sure enough, we left, went home, and uh, we got a call the next morning. They had trashed the room and oh, under yeah. my name. Mm-hmm. So my aunt had to go to the, and like, she had to go to the to the motel, talk to, you know, said this wasn't them. They weren't there, whole big thing. And, you know, she got it all cleared up. Everything was fine. And she came back to me, and she goes, don't ever tell your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did you yeah. ever fess up to mom about that? No, no, I don't think my mom ever. I mean, guess she knows now. She's here now, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, I totally pulled a Delco because when Kathy even just mentioned the story, I had called the Parkway. I called it the executive, and that's what it was called back in the day. That's what it used to be. Yes, and I'm an international businessman traveling to the country. Uh, and then uh, the other one, the Days Inn, used to be called the Alpine, so I couldn't remember the name of that hotel. Yeah, mm-hmm. text came and said, where Kitty City used to be is a valid location in Delco. <laughs> that's so funny. Kitty City. If you throw throw in the where something used to be yes. X amount of years ago, then yes, you could, yeah. you, you absolutely. You know, I still do that with the, with the King of Prussia Mall, though, because there was a Kitty City in the King of Prussia Mall, and there was the, you know, the old court and the old plaza. I'm like, you know, remember where it used to be across from where that colonial spot in the in the King of Prussia, or where where um a tobacco store was in the right. King of Prussia Mall. You know what happens to, to your point about how these places stay in business and how do they how do they keep their money? A lot of times, what they will do is they just hold on to the real estate. They hold on and hold on and hold on until it be until right. And and, and so there was a place that used to be on the corner. You know, Kathy, you know Jericho Turnpike, uh, Long Island, a big mm-hmm. major thoroughfair, tons of business. Everything around it, Preston, got developed up. Yeah, and it was a, it was like all around. And right there on the corner was this place, a strip club called the Fire Trap Inn, <laughs> amongst brand new like strip malls and all this stuff, pristine stuff, uh-huh. and this dive strip mall right at a major intersection. And then in the summer, they would leave the front door open, and if you were coming down one of the streets, you could see right into the stage, and they, they did it. everything they could to make it a pariah. <laughs> and then eventually, they sold the place for a ton of cash. Uh, hang on, Brian. I, I can't t- quite tell what he has to oh. share here. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, buddy? I was drinking at a bar, got super drunk. There is a motel behind the bar. Decided to stay for the night so I didn't have to drive home drunk. Okay. Went into the hotel. I felt safer driving home drunk than being in this hotel. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You probably got, like, AIDS and crabs. <laughs> That was the Continental Breakfast. Where was it? Where was the Where was the the hotel? It was in Buxco, in Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Were you on Route 13? That's where all the hookers used to walk up and down. Yep. That's yep. That's where. There it is. So nothing is as uh, as bizarre as you're used to seeing, like, city hookers. But when you get out to, like, a... Country hookers. Like, like yeah. country hookers. Yeah. Are like, hookers. They're, they're actually better. They're in better shape because they have to cover more distance. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember the first time my, we were on Route 13, and I was old enough, and my mom was like, you see that woman? Here's what she's doing. And I was like, what? God, the only oh time I've God. ever actually seen a hooker, Steve, was when we were in Hawaii. Hawaii. Now, they had... High quality. Oh, yeah, they were, they, they were high quality hookers. And, uh, but those are the only actual on the street working hookers I've ever well, they seen. They used to, and used to known it. So, it used to be a time years ago, I don't know, maybe it's fallen back into disarray, but you'd come out of the Lincoln Tunnel into Manhattan, uh. 
And there would be the hookers right there. Right there. Right at the end end of the there, yeah. And then right. with squeegee guys. You got okay. so city hookers, and then you got... Uh, country uh, hookers. Country hookers, <laughs> and then you got your mansion hookers. And, um, mansion hookers. There you go. <laughs> in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. They, they get dropped They're off. like penthouse hookers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, there's got so. it. Do you think there's millionaire hookers out there? Absolutely, okay. they're, except they're called escorts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You've there's heard the you've heard yeah. the term term thousand dollar hose. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's where you know. The, I want to be the, a million dollar hooker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me go back to the hotels. I'm going to go to Alex. Hey, Alex. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Hey. What's um, up? First time caller. Oh. Um, uh, I just want to say the Parkway. I'm from Springfield. I live in Springfield now, but the Parkway was in talks to be a Wawa. Which it is prime real estate, but they talked to make it a Wawa, but they couldn't come to an agreement. Hmm. Where, where is the where where is it now? Do you so know the yeah, hotel we're talking about? Oh, okay. Okay. The one that used to be next to Kitty City. City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When Kitty City existed, it was right next to it. Okay, so they were going to make that a Wawa, but they well yeah. maybe now that they're getting shut down, they'll uh, they'll work on that plan. <laughs> it's at the corner of Baltimore Pike and Leamy Avenue. All right. mm-hmm. Thanks, Alex. I mean, Appreciate good it. for the township, though, for finally doing this. Oh, yeah. A thousand years later, Kat. <laughs> well, I, listen, uh, better late than never, I guess. But, I'm, you know, because the the ones in Bucks County, <laughs> as far as I know, they're still open. Oh, here's a good story. Let me go to Matt. Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Queefs. What's up? Hey, Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good Queef reference. All righty. What's, <laughs> what's your story, Matt? So about 10 years ago, uh, I was home living with my folks, and my mom went to work. It was Valentine's Day. My stepdad went to get a shower, and the phone rang, and here he had ordered a prostitute to meet him at this shady motel on the boulevard, like right around Gary Barbera. Oh, boy. (laughs) And she tried to get me to utilize her services after him. What? She was... Okay, hold on a second. Did you go with him? What? No, no, he was in the shower. I didn't even know this was going on. Oh, so you got the phone call. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I got the phone call. That's how I found out. And, of course, I denied her services, but I (laughs) followed him there to verify, and that's how we found out he was cheating on my mom. So this was this was some CD motel joint? Yeah, it was uh, it was on the boulevard by Gary Barbera, but I got the last laugh. He's dead now. Yeah. Oh, 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 so that's uh, <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. Am what? I the best hooker? Boy, what? I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what did she say to you when you answered the phone, Matt? I remember I was I was like 20 and I was on the computer putzing around and she called and she said, "Hey, is so and so there?" I said, "No, he's in the shower." And she just got real shady. I said, what's going on? She goes, well, we're supposed to meet. And I, I said, well, what are you meeting for? She goes, well, you know. And she just kept alluding to what was going on. And the more I picked up on it, the more I kind of, like, played along with the story. All right. And she said, well, afterwards, I'm free if you have, you know, if you have oh, some time. God. Oh, really? Like, listen. Said, well, <laughs> that- yeah, I said, well, how much? And she said it was, like, 150 an hour. I said, well, let me think about it. And I just left it at there. And then he... Came down from a shower. He said, oh, I'm going to go out for a little while. Oh, man. And you followed him. Did you ever tell your mom? Oh, yeah. I called her as soon as I got to the hotel and saw him go in. He had just given her two dozen roses and all these chocolates and stuff. How much longer did the the relationship last with your your mom and him? Uh, Well, I mean, he was out within a week, but uh, the divorce went on for a couple years. Right, 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 right. right. Okay. Substance abuse issues and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah then then um, you did the right thing, obviously. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Matt. Thanks, man. What's the seediest hotel yeah. you ever stayed at? 
Oh my God, I stayed at a ton of them. Uh, when you were in a band, when right? I was in a band. <laughs> we'd stay wherever was the cheapest, and so, and we would we would pile like eight people in a room, and they were usually motels. Yeah, yeah. motel meaning the door goes outside. You, you, you drive don't go, right yeah, up. Yeah, you don't go inside. Yeah, uh, but there are tons of them, tons of CD joints. We stay them. Yeah, likewise. So yeah. I was doing stand up. They'd be a little bit better, but there was you'd you'd get the real horrific ones now and then. But actually, one of the one of the most bizarre hotels was the one. We stayed at in uh, in Ireland, Preston, when they put us up at the uh, was it the George Bernard Shaw yeah a home or whatever, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. a hotel, and it was horrible. Was that I'm the one where the, uh, the the high school kids, the Texas high school, yeah, there, there was a, a fight. Full- Melee going on in the hallway, but but never never any like uh, I never stayed in a in, in a place that was full of criminal activity or anything like that, where you just knew it was where. <sighs> You know, like in Breaking Bad, there's some scenes where they where yep. the the prostitutes all hang out, and then the crack people go to. So no, I've never been yeah. to a place like that. Just scuzzy, scuzzy places. Yeah. Guy that I know years and years ago stayed at. Uh, they partied at a hotel because they were underage and they needed a place to safely drink. And he banged the the front desk lady. She got off of work. I get off at five. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on, I want to go to Mike. He's, he's, he's got an apartment building that has an interesting uh, clientele. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, I grew up around a corner from Kathy, and, of course, the 13 hookers were all there. <laughs> my, <laughs> my fire company would go inside this one apartment complex all the time, and then you'd see all the hookers scatter as they'd come out and all the crap. <laughs> like cockroaches? What apartment complex was it? <laughs> Uh, it used to be called Marion Village at the time. Marion Village. Does that sound familiar, right Kathy? Edgelian 13, right behind the ballpark. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the ballpark was where that guy was probably at when he went to go get the hotel. Pro- uh, you know what, probably. <laughs> Wait, the, the ballpark, was it Was it a... That's a bar. Uh, a bar, okay, yeah. I gotcha. Nice. Yeah, we uh, the, not an actual ballpark. Uh, that's what I was wondering, yeah. So, so no. Mike, this uh, this apartment building was just full of hookers? Oh, it uh, probably still is. They had a township had to put cameras in there. Wow. Just to watch. All right. <laughs> have, uh, have any of you guys ever stayed in a hostel? No. Uh, no. We were going to. My, my It was my sister and I's intention. And we went to one and we're like, nope. Yeah. No, 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 I no. can't. Good idea. Way to save money, but no. Well, so I was a student in, in Europe. I studied abroad, and um, it's a really great way to save money. I mean, you can get a room for, you know, five or ten bucks a night. Um, and, Steve, you would hate every second of it. I but know. It, but it was um, – <laughs> they, they were never sketchy except one. And then you stay in that one, and you're like, all right, maybe I need to upgrade next time around. I love you get... your very big head. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> But yeah, they're they're available. I mean, they have them in the states too. You know, you can stay them. It's just it's dirt cheap, but it's dirt cheap for a reason. Yeah, yeah I stayed at um, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a hostel, but it was pretty damn close to a hostel. Uh, Nick, when I um, when I uh, uh, climbed up uh, Mount Washington at the base of the mountain there, but it's it was like the American like Mountain Club or whatever. So it was like sort of like an official. Was it clean? Was it decent? It was clean. It was, you know, just yeah, like... I, I can't. I just can't bring myself to do that. Yeah. I'm, people there weren't there to... I, the people that stay there are there to, like, be out in nature and... and yeah, you're there for a night. Yeah. It's a bed and, and maybe a bathroom that's clean and you, you're going to it business like this. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I want to go to a guy who was a driver for an escort service ah. uh, for a couple of years. And then remind me because I have a story to tell right. you. Uh, hi, you're on the air on uh, Anonymous. Good morning. 
Yeah, hi. Um, I was actually a driver for an escort service for a couple of years. How did and, uh, how how'd you get that job, by the way? A friend of a friend. I needed a job, and it was like, um, do you want to do this? I had a lot of free time at night, and turned out the friend was actually, you know, she was an escort, so... It okay. All right. Question: Were you were you also sort of security, or was there a different person for that? Well, she had she. You know, we never had a problem, but she would check in with me when she got in and checked the ID, and everything was okay. And you know, the person was you know okay, and um, but I never had a problem. Like I never actually had to get out of the car. Or anything. Okay. But were you were you expected to if needed? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I had a little. The, the the owner of the service gave me like a you know the baton thing that you know mm. a baton. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So are you yeah. are you a pretty big guy? Oh no, no, not at all. No. <laughs> See, I always thought it was the idea was to have a big guy going. I'm going to have to have you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I, met, I met other drivers and they were huge guys. So I was always kind of like, okay. But, I tell you right you know. now, if you mess with this, I'll cut you. <laughs> so you did this. You did this for a couple of years. Was the money good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would get tips from the girls, and, you know, I just sat in my car for sometimes, like, I would go to places, and the guy would keep the girl, like, multiple hours. And I would just sit there and just do nothing, draw, breed, and make a crap ton of money. Well, let me ask you something. So so what places were, were you delivering to high-quality places? Were you going to no. top? <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 no, 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 not at all. I was, we were at this place in Sedimentson, New Jersey, and I was sitting there, and it was a, you know, tiny little, I mean, it wasn't, like, terrible, but I was just sitting there reading the book, and all of a sudden, like, I had an older car, so, like, I didn't, all the doors weren't locked, and guy just opened the door, got in, and said, Drive. He didn't show me a weapon or anything like that, but I assumed he did. He smelled horrible. So I drove, and I said, where are we going? He said, we're going to Camden, and we're going to get me what I need. Okay. So we're driving around, and he kind of cracked open the door at one point, and I don't, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I'm not, like, Mr. Survival, yeah. you know what I mean? I just kicked the guy in the butt and just kicked it, and he just fell out into the street. And he, I just sped away. Oh he was in the passenger seat. He cracked the door open. You kicked him out and took off. Yeah. All right. Damn. Yeah, that's, wow. So that seems like a <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's time for hooker chat. <laughs> was was that your last time driving? Because we became great friends. I would have no. been done with it. No, no. I mean, I told the owner of the service what happened. He was like, oh, well, glad you're okay. <laughs> so, you free night? I was like, yeah, I guess. I want to go back a, wow. a few clicks in this story. She, So, she checked ID. What was she checking for? To make sure that they were at least 18? No, who they say they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who they say. Because you had, you had to give your name when you called. Okay. And, yeah, that's all it was. I mean, it's not like, you know background checks or any crap. Yeah, we're like going to do an extensive background check, and I need at least two references. And if you can get a state yeah. senator's approval, too, that'd be great. Like, that's what? like you're going into the military. There probably were state senators in there. Yeah. What were the ladies and, like? Oh, God, I'm sure. Yeah, like six points of ID and yeah. you know, hair sample and all that crap. What, yeah, what, but, what, were these, what were these escorts like? I got to be honest with you, 98% of them were just like the most down-to-earth, 
chill. Like we would, you know, sometimes we drove like down to Atlantic City. What do they look so, like? like well, you know, on average, were they were they attractive? Were they plainer looking? What was the uh, the normal look for one of these escorts? I would say like half and half. Some of them were just like you know, girl next door, and you know, the, the other half, guy next I, door. I really <laughs> we're like you know, all done up and like makeup. And, all right, you know, okay. all that wow. Okay. I, mean? I, I like knew. I like to say that I I kind of you know I spent some time in the car with these girls, so I kind of like knew them a little bit. So I, I liked a lot of them. I mean, you know, every, they all just had their own stories, but you know, it was kind of like, and I kind of felt bad for them some of the time because it was like well we're going to this place that's really not safe and i'm probably not cut out to help you (laughs) (laughs) but i have a baton you sound like an oddly normal guy okay you sound like a pretty straight ahead person when you look back how many years ago was this by the way uh 15 15 years ago how do you feel about it now that you were a part of that uh it was an interesting Time in my life. Okay. okay. Did you <laughs> listen to him laugh? Did you ever get any? Did you ever get any freebies? What's that? Did you ever get any freebies? Good question. No, no. At, at the time, I, I was married, and I was, you know, really. You know, <sighs> Another day in the office. Come in, lose the time. I had a three hooker night tonight. God damn! I did so much Sudoku, my hands are cramping. <laughs> Wait, did your wife know what you did? Dancer before that? No, before long before that, my wife was a dancer. Okay, so I knew she'd be cool with me doing it. Okay, so and it, you know, I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I, I, I was. They never. I, I don't think I was ever even offered that. You know, in retrospect, I'm kind of offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your name, Chuck? What's wrong with me? Yeah. Have we ever met? We've met so many of our listeners. Have we ever met and ever talked? No. Okay. okay. No, I've never met no, would, like would you consider driving for Casey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of motels I got to go. No, I want to hear weekend. the stories that we can't talk about on the radio <laughs> yeah, and, uh, sometime because there's oh got, my God. There's yeah, got yeah. to be plenty. Cool. Wow, Yo, that's, yeah. that's quite interesting. Well, listen, we appreciate uh, you sharing your stories for uh, <laughs> this conversation. And uh, have, have you gone on to a more legitimate line of work these days? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, well, I'm an I'm an, I'm anonymous, so I'm not going to tell you what I do. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, listen, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Remember we had a... uh, See you later. All right, take care. Do you remember we had an escort? I think she was in the studio, and she had... One of her clients was a former governor of Pennsylvania, she said. No, Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. So the story I was going to tell you is... I, I forgot about this till just now. Uh, A friend of a friend, quite literally. So a friend told me the story about his buddy who had a, essentially, he had a hooker party one night. um, and had Because they need fun, too. Well, had like three escorts over, and you came and you paid a certain amount to him. He hosted the party. They had a a guy who was security who was there. Wow. And everybody's just hanging out and drinking and having a good time. And every now and then, someone would just slip off to the bedroom with one of these ladies so it's like and, a Tupperware and, party and for guys. He, he had it set up where he had like, uh, like everything you needed to to freshen up, to clean up when you were done. Wow, uh, that's incredible. Condoms and all really? that stuff. Huh. Yeah, swear to God. And I I heard about this story probably twenty years ago, and I'm like, serious? Are you real? How? 
You do? How do I get involved? Well, there's no part of this. Who wants to go second or third? But I mean, how how did he set that up? You know, I I think you probably have to go to some sort of seminar. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, like like. Thank you for coming. Uh, We have some great opportunities in prostitution, and we'd like to explore them with you tonight. Everything from small parties to larger gatherings, and we'll provide all of the sanitary equipment you'll need to conduct the parties. No, but this guy was, uh, uh, you know, made a good living and everything. It wasn't like he lived in on the seedy side of life and. How did he find <laughs> someone who can set up a three-hooker party? You know, I don't know. Buckle up, because you're about to enter the high-speed world of prostitution. Thank you for coming. I just don't understand how, like, a group of friends, like, if it was you guys all in a room, like, and Preston went, and then Casey would be like, oh, yeah, I'll take her, too. Like, It depends it, on how old you are, Kathy, because weird. if you're in your young 20s, you may just, you know, why not? You know, I, I don't know. But I had never It's like heard. Nick you going uh going uh Habsies on a flashlight. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean some people are more into that idea than others. Yeah. <laughs> you were not. not I am yeah. not one of those people. Yeah. I <laughs> I like my hookers fresh. Yeah. I'm still I like my flashlights. Oh I'm my still God. friends with the guy who told me that story, so I should uh call him. I should get, get in info. touch with him and and have him retell that story to me because that was wild. It wouldn't hurt to have something for retirement. Yeah. Something you can do for your spare time. I think it's a nice idea for our next singles mixer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. Well, uh, we should take a break. Yeah. I had no idea we were going to talk about all this, but I love it when that happens. And so we'll be back in a moment with all that. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 3-3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Billie Eilish, the uh, the singer, yeah. uh, and her family have been granted a restraining order against a 24-year-old man named Pernell Rousseau. Oh, boy. Uh, the man reportedly visited her house and attempted to gain entry seven times in the past week, starting on May 4th. Uh, Eight times the charm. He was taken into custody <laughs> twice. Look, I'm wearing baggy clothes just like you. Uh, Eilish obtained the order on Monday with Rousseau, Rousseau uh, forbidden from coming within 200 yards of Eilish or her family. All right. Uh, Rousseau allegedly tried to gain access to their home, rang the doorbell, spoke to Eilish's father and security guards, and even took a nap by an outer wall. Uh, he also did not practice coronavirus-appropriate physical distancing. Can't do that. No. Uh, nor did he wear protective gear properly while speaking to staff. So you're, when your stalker's not doing it, yeah. not practicing social Come distancing. On, man. <laughs> Even I, six feet, man, where's your mask? Get real. Show some care. Uh, do you have to do that occasionally? Get like go go around the perimeter of your house and, oh, and yeah, remove yeah. all the sleeping fans. Of course, yeah, yeah of course. Know. I mean, you know, I don't do it every day. I but, mean, you know, <laughs> it's like a big basket shopping cart. She wears all those baggy clothes, and then I just saw on social media yesterday. I, <laughs> I don't think you guys were aware of her big naturals because of her. I was. You were? Yes. I see. It was a big thing about uh, <laughs> about uh, eight months ago that she, there was a shot of her in a tight shirt. Yeah. And I, I think she's uh, she's probably self conscious about that, and that's why she wears the baggy clothes, right? That's, that's a shame. <laughs> her big naturals. <laughs> mm. Uh, Eilish, maybe she needs a second restraining order. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> for, for Casey, boy, I'm pretty far away. Eilish said in her request to the judge while we waited for security, Mr. Rousseau remained on our porch, sat down, and began to read a book. 
It's the great Gatsby. It never fails to make me cry. While also continuing to engage in a periodic monologue. Uh, my father repeatedly asked... I just learned from Las Vegas. Boy, <laughs> my arm's tired. He's doing a comedy monologue <laughs> on her front porch. But uh, seriously. Yeah. My father repeatedly asked... It was so hot in Los Angeles today. How, how hot was it? I saw an iguana and she was trying to buy an air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the crowd likes more like dad jokes like you do, Casey. So, you know. Like big natural. Excuse me? Big naturals. (laughs) (laughs) She said my father repeatedly asked him to leave, but he refused. A follow-up hearing regarding the matter is scheduled for June 1st. You know, that, that whole thing of dealing with somebody... So the celebrities at that level, like uh, Taylor Swift, has had to deal with a, a, like, oh yeah, people who just won't stop. Yeah, who, who obviously they have a mental problem. Yeah. And listen, every, you know, every every now and then it goes bad. Go, it, goes, it goes real, real bad. bad. People, yeah, well, people have been killed. Remember that bad. first case? The girl that was on that show, um, my, my sister, sister Sam, Sam. Yeah, she was like knifed to death through a screen door, and that was before there were restraining orders. Right, and part of that was uh, the catalyst to to, to have get that legislation yeah. to uh, to at least. Because they were saying, look, this guy's not doing anything wrong. He hasn't broken any laws. Just coming up and knocking on your door all the right. time. He's not breaking It's not the enough. Law. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, he killed her. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into the Harvey Weinstein, as you mentioned, Steve. Uh, st- uh, tested positive for coronavirus in prison just days after being tra- transferred to the uh, Wendy Correctional Facility on uh, from Rikers Island. So he went over to this other one. And uh, he is now in medical isolation, an Empire State law enforcement official tells Deadline. Uh, according to Weinstein's PR chief, uh, Judah Engelmeyer, on Sunday, they said, our team has not heard anything like that yet. I can't tell you what I don't know. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. How, what Can you think of a more loathsome or more difficult job in the world than being Harvey Weinstein's PR chief? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how we can. Yeah. How do we polish this one? Wrap things up a little bit here. <laughs> Uh, Weinstein, who just turned 68, is one of uh, two prisoners at the maximum security facility put into isolation after testing positive. There are a total of 961 prisoners at Wendy. He is serving 23 years behind bars after being found guilty of the two sex crimes. Uh, As coronavirus spreads, New York has been the worst hit state in the country with over 15,000 confirmed cases. More than 43,000 prisoners uh, in the state system are seen as high risk. I think Nick is trying on costume jewelry, no, Preston. No, it sounds, sounds like, like a tambourine. tambourine. Yeah. Hey. Oh, oh, my God. God. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to play random instruments this morning. <laughs> so Nick's got a headset with a, with a, a mic attachment to it. And uh, so he can't really... Step away from the move? microphone per se, or move yeah. because it does make noises. But we'll we'll work on getting that. First. Oh, snack yeah. time should be a joy this morning. Yeah. I'll put I'll put the broadcast away for snack. Time. <laughs> I, you two with the, that yeah. thing with what? the tambourine yeah. and saying stuff at the same time and jinx. Oh my god! So that was really loud and annoying. When I just I you know what I did? I had a drink of water. I did hear you gulp, but I, but we heard a little rattle of something. Right. So I don't no. know what it is. Me neither. <laughs> There it is. I heard it again. (laughs) 
<laughs> By the way, back to the story. Okay. So, Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> Serious though. No. I, uh, more than... <laughs> More than 40 inmates at Rikers have also tested positive, and Weinstein spent time there uh, before being transferred uh, to Wendy, by the way. It must be sad to see him go. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Bono, he has expanded his song, Let Your Love Be Known, into a full-blown collaboration, and he's done it with Will I Am, Jennifer Hudson, and Yoshiki. Did this last week. Bono had uploaded the uh, new piano ballad for the people of Italy who are currently quarantined due to the coronavirus. Rolling Stone reported the tune is now called Sing for Life, uh, with the accompanying video featuring the artists and singing. <laughs> what? what? I miss. I'm, I, I looked at a word, and okay. <laughs> for some reason I thought it said fig, and I thought of figging, and could you imagine if Bono did a song about Sounds shoving about ginger up your butt? Have you ever had uh, ginger in anything, whether it be ginger ale or anything? <laughs> You probably thought to yourself, I'd never put that in my ass. Let me tell you something, you're wrong. <laughs> this one goes out for the people of Italy. Wow. <laughs> Sticking some ginger in your arse. Ginger in your ass, yeah. um. Sticking it right in there, pounding it in with a ball peen hammer. <laughs> to get that feeling, that excitement, that heat of the passion of creativity. <laughs> anyway. Digging. Uh Yeah, so uh, Will I Am posted on his YouTube account. Uh, this song was created to bring joy. Sucks. <laughs> this song was created to bring joy in uh, times like these. Creative people must continue to collaborate. Uh, whether you are a computer scientist, an engineer, a therapist, or a teacher, just because we are self-isolating or in quarantine doesn't mean that you are alone. It is a sad-ass song. It and, is a very sad song. And and I'm it's supposed to bring joy? No, I've, and, and I thought the exact same thing, Casey, and, and there are two points here. When he, we first heard it, he had it with a different name, and he said, that's what we're calling it for now. You know, it was originally supposed to be called Figging. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, but I thought the exact same thing because he has done some really... You know, um, passionate, upbeat songs, and this is, I think, runs contrary I, to that. I haven't listened to it. Uh, so no, we, we played a, a clip of it. Uh, well, yeah, of him playing the piano, right? Right. You put the fig. <laughs> you you put the fig goes in. in. You stick it all around, <laughs> and you do the hokey pokey, and you fall to the ground. Your ass is on fire, and you're not feeling good. You try to smash your head with the nearest piece of wood. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Thank you. Is it the one about empty Dublin? Yeah, I think that's the it. The St. Patty yeah, song? That's right. No, uh, no, no. Is well, this? it's called um, Let Your Love Be Known. Monkey Bread. I, <laughs> this one's called guys. Monkey Bread. <laughs> the actual concept of turning monkeys into bread. It's what got us into this mess. <laughs> That's not what monkey bread is, Bono. I know. What? <laughs> Steve knows. For the bit, I'll pretend I don't. <laughs> All right, so this little tune is made up here about an hour ago. Uh, I think it's called Let Your Love Be Known. Yes, yeah, yes, yep. yeah, okay. So it's really sad. I don't remember. It's a sad sounding song. It's not a In this version, I thought so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, there was no people here. I walk through the streets of Dublin and no one was near. 
Cause they're all dead And I can't reach But I can't rain You can't touch But you can You can see It gets a little uplifting there It's just a ballad I, I want to hear the new version see. Yeah Yeah See, maybe at some point you see Kind of lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do the end of the throat thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Will I am posted on his YouTube account. I already did that part. Uh, do it again. Well, no. Uh, but, uh, said, anyway, Will I am posted on his YouTube account. Uh, he said the beauty of international connectivity is that nobody is alone on the internet. Uh, nobody. Use this time to be creative and collaborate. <laughs> Remotely to solve problems. A healthy body also means a healthy mind. He's right. Uh, Will I am is right. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> let's see. How about? Oh, by this the way, is uh, just a quick reference. Bono yes. needs a better camera on his. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. Right. You're you're multi multi zillionaire. You can afford a better camera. Speaking of Bono, he has expanded his song "Let Your Love Be Known" into a full blown collaboration, and he's done it with Will I Am, Jennifer Hudson, and Yoshiki. This last week, Bono had uploaded the uh, new piano ballad for the people of Italy who are currently quarantined due to the coronavirus. Rolling Stone reported the tune is now called Sing for Life, uh, with the accompanying video featuring the artists and singing. <laughs> what? what? I miss. I'm, I, I looked at a word, and okay. <laughs> for some reason, I thought it said fig, and I thought of figging. And could you imagine if Bono did a song about Sounds shoving about ginger up your butt? If you ever had the ginger in anything, whether it be ginger ale or anything, you probably thought to yourself, oh, I'd never put that in my ass. Let me tell you something, you're wrong. This one goes out for the people of Italy. Wow. <laughs> Sticking some ginger in your arse. Ginger in your ass. Yeah. Um. Sticking it right in there, pounding it in with the ball peen hammer. <laughs> to get that feeling, that excitement, that heat, that's the passion of creativity. <laughs> anyway, digging. Uh, yeah, so uh, Will I Am posted on his YouTube account. Uh, this song was created to bring joy. sucks. <laughs> this song was created to bring joy in uh, times like these. Creative people must continue to collaborate. Uh, whether you are a computer scientist, an engineer, a therapist, or a teacher, just because we are self-isolating or in quarantine doesn't mean that you are alone. It is a sad-ass song. It and, is a very sad song. And, and he it's it's supposed to bring joy? No, I've, and, and I thought the exact same thing, Casey, and, and there are two points here. When he, we first heard it, he had it with a different name, and he said, that's what we're calling it for now. You know, first, it was originally supposed to be called figging. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, but I thought the exact same thing because he has done some really... You know, uh, passionate, upbeat songs, and this is, I think, runs contrary I, to that. I haven't listened to it. Uh, so no, we, we played a, a clip of it. Uh, well, yeah, of him playing the piano, right? Right. You put the fig. <laughs> you your thing goes in. in. You sick it all around. <laughs> you do the hokey pokey, and you fall to the ground. Your ass is on fire, and you're not feeling good. You try to smash your head with the nearest piece of wood. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Thank you. Is it the one about empty Dublin? Yeah, I think that's the it. The St. Patty yeah, song? That's right. No, uh, no, no. Well, it? it's called um, Let Your Love Be Known. Monkey Bread. I, <laughs> uh, this one's called guys. Monkey Bread. 
the actual concept of turning monkeys into bread. It's what got us into this mess. <laughs> That's not what monkey bread is, Bono. What? Uh, <laughs> Steve knows. For the bit, I'll pretend I don't. <laughs> All right, so this little tune made up here about an hour ago. Uh, I think it's called Let Your Love Be Known. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. So it's really sad. I don't remember. It's a sad sounding song. It's not a In this version, I thought so. Yeah, I think you're right. of Dublin and no one was near cause they're all dead and I can't reach but I can't rain you can't touch but you can you can see it gets a little uplifting there it's just a ballad I, I want to hear the new version yeah yeah see maybe at some point you see Kind of lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do the end of the throat thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, will I am posted on his YouTube account? I already did that part. Uh, do it again. Well, no. Uh, but, he uh, said, anyway, will I am posted on his YouTube account? Uh, he said the beauty of international connectivity is that nobody is alone on the internet. Uh, nobody. Use this time to be creative and collaborate. <laughs> Remotely to solve problems. A healthy body also means a healthy mind. He's right. Uh, Will I am is right. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> let's see. How about. Oh, by this the way, is uh, just a quick reference. Bono yes. needs a better camera on his. Uh, yeah. It's horrible. Right. Yeah, you're, you're multi, multi zillionaire. You can't afford a better camera. Kendall Jenner is encouraging fans to self isolate even if they miss their pals. She shared pics and videos of her good friends, including okay. Tyler, the creator, and Gigi Hadid. Mm. Uh, she wrote, I miss my friends. The sooner we quarantine, the sooner we can get back to our peoples again. Well, there is a case to be made, as is made a number. The, the, the more you adhere to this now, yes. the sooner this will wrap up. And uh, obviously, our, our main goal is to get Casey to that fish concert in the summer. Thank you. Yeah, and, and we, all of us to the Eagles game in yeah. September. Kath? I don't know if we talked about this yesterday, but the the social influencers. Did we mention this? I no. Know. What? There was somebody wrote an article, and it was all about social influencers and how they're really struggling during this time because they're not getting uh, offers to post pictures of, oh my of different God. products. And it was, I mean, it was kind. Of, you know, they were obviously digging into the the social influencers, but all of these people were actually responding to him. And they're like, the one girl was like, I haven't, rec- I usually receive at least one offer a day, and I haven't received an offer in three days. Oh my God, <laughs> Kathy! Yesterday, I got offered to uh, socially influence for Gen. Seven jeans. Have you ever heard of Gen Seven? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, you got yeah. seriously? I swear to God, Gen Seven. There's a. I don't know. Somebody saw how many freaking followers I had, and they okay. were like, "We want you to uh, influence for Gen 7. Dude, they're like freaking skinny jeans. I'm like, perfect. Have you, do you, it. Have you, you have, have to do it. You have to do you it. You have to do please. it. Yes, Come please out. Please be yeah. the model. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I love Gen 7 jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I'm going out or staying in there, they're really... <laughs> hey, where are you going, honey? I'm going out of my Gen 7 jeans. 
actually made by seven of all mankind, which is a, a really, uh, they're a good pair Oh, my God. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I'm out of the town or just <laughs> Uh Let's see. What else do we have here? <laughs> Louisiana police have arrested a man in connection with a drive-by shooting of Duck Dynasty star Willie Robertson's home. They didn't shoot him. They yeah. shot at his house. Uh, according to reports, Daniel King Jr. had been charged with one count of aggravated assault. Bomb was set at $150,000. No one was hurt, though several family members were present at the time. But they you know the thing the person is, who did it. it was actually a decoy house. Oh, my God. Because he's so good at making decoys that uh, it was a decoy house. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so it just sits there. It looks like a full house, but it's not. All and right. if you blow into the back, you're... <laughs> you know. Oh, duck hunt. Yeah, thank you. Got it. <laughs> Casey Foster on the sound effects, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That's that's the police chasing after (laughs) the dog. dog. Do we have that? Whatever. There it is. him calling his lawyer. Uh, Let's see. Speaking of um, specials with uh, cast members, Parks and Rec is returning to NBC for a special April 30th benefit for Feeding America. The show, uh, Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Adam Scott, Rob Lowe, and Jim O'Hare are returning. That should be, so that should be the extension for your daughter, uh, Casey, to move from the office to Parks and Rec. Well, it's, it's so good. She moved to Boy Meets World. All right. So the, wow. like That's the, a step down. The original, yeah. well, you know, listen, she's 14. <laughs> I'm telling you, like my kids, they, they judge the things that I watch and the garbage, the absolute garbage that they watch <laughs> is ridiculous. I'm like, you cannot cast judgment on anything that I watch or listen to when I listen yeah. to the nonsense. So shut up. Shut up. My kids are, are almost 100% YouTube. Yeah. Pretty much 100% YouTube. I don't think a TV gets turned on in our house <laughs> uh, other than the living room. Well, I guess now they watch YouTube on the TV upstairs. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much all that. I'm on season two of uh, Parks and Rec again. I, I'd forgotten how great it is. Um, but did you know that it's on three different streaming platforms right now? It's on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. You can watch uh, the, uh, Parks and Rec. All three different wow. platforms have it. Yeah, and watch crazy. the revelation that is uh, Chris Pratt because he was the ultimate couch slob yeah. and the yeah. Rashida Jones' boyfriend. Uh, and uh, throughout the series, he became you know just the doofus. And here he is, you know, leading man. He lived in the hole. That's yes. what's really for most of season one. He was living in a hole. Did it just sound like Nick farted? It did. Yeah. Did Nick. you fart, Nick? No, it was his audio. Oh, wow. uh, it, it went. <laughs> that was, really that was my audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> that was my audio. Something's over your mic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, let me adjust my microphone now. <laughs> <laughs> Testing. Testing one, two. Better? Testing it out. Yeah. Check one, two. Check one, two. Check, check. One, check, 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 check. One, two. One, two. One, two. Thank you. Kathy, isn't that hilarious? 
laughing a little. Uh. Because it's a little funny. That you, like, the, all of you are crying right now. It's not that funny. It's just not. You know what I'm laughing at? I'm 53 years old. I'm sitting there laughing at that. One more time. Check, 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 check. Check, one, two, three. Check, check, check. Check. I can take my glasses off. Okay. So, the special for Parks and Rec... (laughs) <laughs> we'll raise funds for Feeding America's COVID-19 uh, response fund. So, COVID-19! Uh, with uh, State Farm and Subaru each making matching donations of $150,000 with NBC cast and producers also contributing. Some of these ones, uh, like the uh, Post Malone Nirvana tribute, that generated like $3 million. $3 million bucks and Google's oh, matching. $3 million bucks. Yeah. And that, so that's like $6 million bucks that are coming off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep, it's fantastic. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Radiohead has announced that the band will be streaming live shows on its official YouTube channel during the weeks ahead. The first show recorded in Dublin uh, on October 2000 will stream today, by the way, at 5 o'clock. Ooh, Radiohead just dropped a video of how to repair a power washer. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. It just worked out. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> what, what, as a band? They did? As a band, yeah. So what were you doing huh. about? Uh, it's five o'clock today. I'd yeah, you want to see it? No. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> totally not going to watch that. Totally stupid. not going it, to. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> announcing announcing the series in an Instagram post, the band wrote, "Now that you have no choice whether or not to, uh, or not, you fancy a quiet night in, uh, may we draw your attention to these entertainments, and we will be releasing." Oh, Tom York, if you have issues with your power, <laughs> then the next half hour is going to really benefit you. <laughs> Biggest mistake homeowners make is not replacing the oil. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why that do funny? I like power washers? Because I'm a freak. <laughs> I'm a loser. Wink, wink. <laughs> Could you imagine? You, you, you never knew. Tom York. Was, Guy loves power washers. Loves power washers. He's just passionate about it. You know, in fact, fake plastic trees was about a power washer. People don't yeah. really know that until they dive in and look at the subtext of the lyrics. Hey, Tom, did the you... The original song was True Value Comedian, and not uh, Karma Comedian. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, no, Karma Police. <laughs> I, that's right, Karma Comedian. That's right, yeah. I get my comedians and karmas mixed up. What were you going to say, guys? Uh, I was going to let Tom know that... Uh, I have a Subaru, believe it or not, a Subaru power washer. <laughs> really? Yes. I didn't even know they made it. Me neither. You should know your stuff. Uh, fans can also check out uh, recently launched Radiohead Public Library, a digital archive full of uh, rarities, playlists, unseen concert footage, and more. Huh. Uh, so besides the power washing, uh, they have uh, some live concert footage. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, frontman Billy Corgan and Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash and bassist Duff McKagan are among the artists who appear on Boulevards of Splendor, which is the latest solo LP from former Runaway singer Sherry Curie. Uh, the new album, or Cherie, I think is how she says her name, Sherry Curie. Uh, the album was originally issued as a limited vinyl release last year and will now arrive digitally on April 28th. The former GNR drummer, Matt Sorum, also plays on the album. And produced it. Other guests on the disc include Juliette Lewis, the huh. actress and singer, uh, the distiller singer, Brody Dale, and others. 
Um, the album, this is pretty well, has been in the works for years with uh, Carrie and Sorum initially starting on tracks back in 2010, but she was sidelined, Casey, and this goes to what we were talking about off air, with a significant injury when she fell while working on one of her chainsaw carvings. Oh, no! Casey was just talking about chainsawing uh, some trees on his property and that says... would have happened with a power washer. <laughs> that, that chainsaws scare him. The incident left Curry with partial face paralysis and severe head trauma. Oh, man. Now you're definitely not going to do it. Well, I didn't even consider that. I only just considered cutting limbs off. Uh, with a recovery time that took over 10 months. Uh, the digital version comes with three bonus tracks on it as well. Uh, then one last thing. Godsmack has released the video for the song Unforgettable, the latest single. <laughs> Come on. What is it? <laughs> Tom <Power> York <laughs> and uh, Power Washer. I, you know? <laughs> the idea of this alt-rock star who's kind of, you know, quiet and yeah. mysterious, keeping to himself, standing in his driveway right, yeah, yeah. with a power washer and giving you a demo on how to repair it. It's just... You don't think of those things. Okay, so... Word any, to the wise. Do not lose this gasket. Uh, the band invited 400... Your power washer will leak uncontrollably. Music students to join them for the, sh for the shoot, at, which took place at the uh, SNHU Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. So that video is that we talked about it before. They had 20 students from a middle school actually come into the studio and record that song with Yeah, them. yeah, I like that. Uh, unforgettable is the song. All right, and there you go. That is what I have. In music news for you, friend. All right, uh, we have one more break to take before we get back and uh, wrap things up. So make sure that you stay with us because we'll have some details on things you will not want to miss out on. Stay put. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer Jewelers is shipping fast and free as safely as possible. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. The Workers' Compensation Court was right to deny benefits to a man injured when he set off fireworks in his hand in a warehouse in Nebraska Court of Appeals ruled on Tuesday. It wasn't the fault of his employer? No. The over-the-road truck driver who helps people move locations had contended that it was a so-called horseplay case where his injuries were related to work and sought payment for his medical and mileage expenses. If you're not happy with my moving, I'll blow off my hand. Uh, but the three-judge appellate court panel agreed with the Workers' Compensation Court, which dismissed the case. In an order affirming the decision, the court found that it had nothing to do with the man's job and was solely personally related uh, Judge Rico Bishop wrote that the man himself said that he had brought the fireworks in his pocket to an Omaha warehouse intending to impress the manager, another fireworks enthusiast, with the noise of the artillery shell about the size of a golf ball. Wow. He said he had said his purpose was to, quote, just to say, you guys thought you had some loud ones? Well, I have an even louder one. <laughs> when the warehouse manager turned down the man's offer to light the firework because the wick was too short... 
The man lit it himself and ended up sustaining a blast and powder burns to his stomach and lower legs and hands, resulting in partial amputation of several <sighs> fingers. Well, that hurt. Now, Bishop. Bishop. Sorry. The judge cited a fundraiser webpage where the man had posted that he, quote, felt like a dumbass to even ask for help when what I did was all my own fault and just a bad decision, but unfortunately, I still need help. As your lawyer, this is going to hurt your case. In the court case, the man said he sometimes lit off fireworks for customers that he relocated around the 4th of July and considered it client promotion... And put on a little fireworks show for laborers that he hired. Now, Kathy, you don't know this, but we now have uh, Roman candles in our vending machine. <laughs> uh, the man said that he had lit off many fireworks for customers, so he said it was, quote, just another day. Yeah, of course. But Bishop said there was no evidence that his work depended on rapport with the warehouse employees or that any customers were present when he lit the firework in the warehouse that day. So uh, we have bottle rocket fights around here all the time, but if we were to get injured, we wouldn't blame Beasley, no, right? I don't, I don't think we would. No. We'd blame uh, one balaplaza. One balaplaza, yeah. you yep. bastards. A Lodi man has been caught trying to mail cocaine that was stuffed into a jar of peanut butter. Officers say a postal company in Lodi discovered the suspicious package on Tuesday. Inside the package was a jar of peanut butter with two baggies full of cocaine stuffed within. And, I mean, they were covered in peanut butter. I don't know what was in that sandwich, but it was awesome. Uh, detectives say the suspect used the name of an unrelated person to try to mail the package out of state. The investigation led to the arrest of 39-year-old Donald Thatcher. He's facing charges of transportation of a controlled substance. I'm curious how they knew it was in there. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. they, they found out. A video has emerged of a man fly-kicking a woman during a wild brawl outside of a Georgia mall on the first day it reopened following the coronavirus pandemic. This is some crazy-ass footage. I mean, it's a full melee. Uh, the cell phone video recorded Tuesday outside the Cumberland Mall in Atlanta showed a mall security guard wearing his yellow uniform and face mask attempt to pull three women off of another, off of one another. Uh, and you can hear the security guard say, get off or I'll have to pepper spray both of you. Getting between the two women now on the ground in the parking lot as they pulled each other's hair. Yeah! A man suddenly jumps into the frame and fly kicks the third woman in the chest. Knocking her down. <laughs> he then pushes the security guard off the other two women. Scoop, <laughs> scoops up one of them and runs away with her across the parking lot. And only the security guard and another bystander were wearing masks. And uh, the profanity lace video has since garnered more than four and a half million views online. Cumberland Mall was also trending on Twitter on Wednesday morning with several social media users. At the Cumberland Mall. <laughs> uh, claiming the, the fight showed that Georgia should have remained closed for another few weeks. At the Cumberland Mall, where we say... <laughs> it's nuts, man. All right, uh, let's see. And we'll do one more story on uh, Brave Wilderness Breaking Trail. It's a YouTube show. The host, Coyote Peterson. Coyote Peterson! Follows adventure in a very uh, uh, variety of wildlife areas. And in one episode, he travels to one of the most remote stretches of Japan in search of the Japanese giant hornet, which is known as the murder hornet. You've heard of this by now. Uh, which he says uh, injects venom in such high dosages that it can destroy tissue and attack the nervous system. He said, no matter how you break it down, this thing is incredibly dangerous. 
uh, though one single sting is not likely to be fatal. Uh, more than 30 people stung each year in Japan die from taking multiple stings uh, or anaphylactic shock. So, you know, in some situations it can be lethal. But what does he do? He travels across the area in search of the hornet. His intent is to get the hornet to sting him. Mm-hmm. There are people who do this. I'm kind of an imbecile. And he goes on to say that he's not looking forward to it, but the situation will just depend on how his body reacts to it. So he gets to it. Uh, he had an EpiPen ready to go. Within seconds of the sting, Peterson's arm begins to swell where he took the hit. It's immediately clear that he is in pain. He rolls and cries on the ground. When the stinger, he said, when the stinger went into my arm, had a wave come over me, and I got super dizzy. He said, I got a wave of pain and dizziness real quick. Absolute searing pain. The pain was immediately searing. Uh, His hand also completely seized up, and 24 hours later, his arm had swollen to near double its normal size. Wow. Uh, Peterson, who takes stings from insects rumored to be some of the most painful in the world, described the pain as being worse than anything he'd ever experienced. We're watching the footage right now. Um, You know, he's an idiot, Uh, first off, but, uh, and the thing stinging him. Oh, God, I hate when... That whole process, and I've been stung many times by bees, and uh, you know the the the, uh, the stinger sticks in, and they're rip. It's just Dude, horrifying. Last year, I I was uh, cleaning out the shed, Ugh. and I didn't know there was a uh, a wasp nest in there, and I I didn't even hear or see. I just all of a sudden felt the sting on my back shoulder. Oh Man. yeah, and yeah. it was it was immediate, and I'm like, God. Damn it, that hurt. I was God damn it. It hurt. Yeah, yeah. I was like That's wild. I forgot how much it hurts. And uh so that's a bitch. Uh but <laughs> Steve, you were saying that uh it turns out the natural uh predator of the murder hornet is praying mantis. The praying mantis. That's what it is. Yes, yeah, and that, so this footage you can see this all over the internet. Uh the mantis grabs up this murder hornet and goes to work on it. So maybe we got to rethink the praying mantis. Uh, I think I can I can get behind it. I I saw a uh, it was years ago. I saw a video of uh, of a guy who's doing world travels and experiencing other cultures. And yeah. he was in this African nation with this tribe, and I forgot where it was and who this tribe was. But one of the uh, rituals that they do to prove your manliness. Oh, oh yes. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, my God. It's horrible. With the gloves? Well, what, what is the insect use? Is like red ants or They're fire like bullet ants? ants? Bullet ants. Yeah. Like considered in the top ten most painful uh, thing. And so they, they fill these two big leather gloves. And they're not just like gloves you get at the store. They were made, you know, primitively. Yeah. And you put your hands in them, and there, there are these ants in there, and they just sting away. Is and it how long can you keep yeah, your hands so, in there? Something like that. You have to. You have to. Yeah, we're looking at a picture. That's it. Oh my god! Wow. I th- I thought it was that, in Africa. It looks more. I'm not sure. No, I it think might you're have been right. South America. Or maybe South America. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, I, he, the guy was just. He had to. He, you know, he was going to pass out. They had wow. to they have a, a doctor ready there. For we that. did it's insane. Yeah, we did something similar in college where you would uh, you would hang upside down and drink out of a keg, oh. and however long <laughs> you could drink, that's mm. how manly you were. That's how manly. So look at how many. Yeah. Look at how many of the bugs are in this thing. Yeah, that's crazy. That's God almighty. Yeah, no. So there are people that will do that on purpose, get stung. That's and, you know, and, and uh, the uh, and the tribe right next to him, Preston, they do purple nurples. <laughs> oh, is that yeah, it? That's all they do. Those hurt, so, too. Yeah, I know, but I mean, Not as on. bad yeah. as, you know, a, a tribe of Hey, uh, any old in your tribe? All right. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. While we wait and wait for live concerts to return... 
MMR is raiding the video wing of the MM Archives to present MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. The best up close and personal performances and interviews from the Preston and Steve studio. Great song. It's a struts on 93.3 WMMR. Pierre presents from Ardmore Music Hall. Tell them the name of the song. Wish I knew you. If you didn't know. Studio 4F. Joining us in studio, Mr. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. How you doing? Updated twice weekly at WMMR.com and stream directly to the best seat in the house, your couch. MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Jim Mills announcing a Mandalorian cereal that will include corn puffs and little marshmallow baby Yodas. General Mills says any child who consistently eats the cereal will be able to become an exciting new Star Wars character called Diabetes Obesity. (laughs) Almost 25 years after the original was released, 25 years, Nev Campbell has reportedly signed on to star in a sixth Scream movie. The new movie will find a much older Sydney dealing with different issues and will be called Scream because I have fallen and I can't get up. (laughs) And finally, Madonna opening up about her experience with the coronavirus, saying her symptoms were relatively mild. The legendary singer said she did become concerned when she experienced partial vision loss, but eventually remembered that she still had that stupid eye patch on. Hi, we find ourselves, or some of us do, with a little extra time on our hands, and uh, that's why Kathy Romano has gone to great lengths <laughs> to find the things to share with you in Kathy's Part Two 2.0. And we thank Agni for being the sponsor. Right now, by the way, Agni is hiring employees for their stores and distribution center to serve the increasing needs of communities during this uncharted time. Uh, So you can go to acnemarkets.com forward slash careers for information. All right, Kath, what are we doing now? (laughs) What do do we have for you today? Yeah. Um, So, you know what, speaking of acne, so I say um, for any of these activities, if there's supplies that you need, I don't leave my house specifically to get stuff. Like if I have to go to acne to go grocery shopping, then I'll pick something up that I need in order to do these activities. So the first one on the list is, you know, it's starting to get nice out. People are spending more time outside. And even though, you know, we're kind of, we're still stuck at home, we should be outside. So uh, why not decorate the outside of your house and start to prep your planters for summer? So what I did was um, I did actually have to go out and get some groceries and I picked up flowers. Acme has them right outside of their stores. So you don't have to go to a separate store. <laughs> In order to pick it up, you can you can get it right at Acme. Um, so yeah, so prep your planters, um, and instead, of, you know, they they do sell like the the ones that are pre made, and you just drop in your planter. But um, my suggestion is to you can pick whatever you want, and you can make it look the way you want it. So create your own, and it makes you feel good to do stuff like that, right? Yeah. It's, it's just, it just it just it's pleasant. Yeah, Rochelle and Carter went out, and I, I don't know exactly where they went, Kathy, but wherever they went, they were selling plants too. Yeah. And they brought back, I, so I guess we're growing tomatoes now. I guess oh. we're growing tomatoes, <laughs> rosemary, and all kinds Ooh. of stuff. Uh, he's Farmer Carter now. Uh, so, yeah, the, yeah. The, this is becoming a, uh, a project. Now, so I'm like, okay, you gotta, you got to do this now. you got to follow through on it. And it can turn into a hobby, you know. And my wife, by the way, Kathy, is uh, she's trying to get other um, school moms 
involved in a competition of growing the largest pumpkin. I don't know if you've uh, <laughs> heard of a trend of that uh, where you can, like, buy the pumpkin seeds that um, I, I guess they grow, like, bigger, bigger pumpkins. Okay. And so between now and uh, October, see who can grow pumpkin? the largest pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, and you know, a lot of garden centers too. So if, um, you know, they, uh, some of these grocery stores and things like that don't have what you're looking for, a lot of the garden centers are doing pickup. So you just drive up and they'll put it right in the trunk of your car for cool. you. Yeah. And you know, maybe if you've always flirted with the notion, I know this sounds, this sounds like, you know, after World War II or during World War II with the victory gardens and stuff like that. Um, if you always sort of, I wish I could try that or take it out for a spin. Why not now? You know, go for it. Okay, so the next one up. Okay. So this is probably one of my favorite ones just because I love jewelry so much. So I made a bracelet. You can actually make your own jewelry. So uh, there's an at-home healing bracelet kit from my friend Jamie at Wim Jewelry. Uh, you can purchase it on her website. She does pickups uh, where you can go and actually pick it up or she'll ship it to you. Um, sometimes, you know, now there's some delayed shipping, so just keep that in mind. But basically, you're making your own bracelet. You can design it yourself. It comes with these um, gemstones that are, they're, they're not like plastic beading that you would get, say, in a kid's kit that you'd buy at a craft store. Mm -hmm. It's actual gemstone beads. Um, um, the elastic that comes along with it is a higher grade quality. Um, and the one thing that I had to do, I literally had to do it like 10 times. So there's a special knot that you do at the end so that you're not wearing the bracelet and it pops off and the beads go flying everywhere. So it's called a square knot. I have no idea what the heck that is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's standard square knot. Yeah. Okay, so it took me like I, 10 I'm times to figure out exactly how to do it. with the, Because if you don't do it correct, the elastic comes undone immediately. But the second you get it, you know because that's it. it it's mm -hmm. stuck there. So uh, the healing, uh, uh, so the yeah. So each each bead in there, you know, it has it it has a healing element to it, and so whatever kit you get, it will come with a description of the beads and what the healing aspect is. All right, so we're watching instructional video in our studio here, Kathy, of you showing how to make jewelry. What what are these videos? Are these available on uh, WMMR.com? Yes. So I did um, a video for the the planter. I did one for uh, the jewelry making as well. Yeah, you can go to PrestonandSteve.com and oh. right on the Kathy's activities. Um, there's some instructional videos that I've posted. Oh my God! And this one of you bedazzling a ball gag is beautiful. <laughs> Stop it! No, that is not part of yeah. it. All right, another one. We moving yes, on. Another okay, one. We Okay, so this one I think a lot of people may need or may want to do, but um, I was at the point where. Like, my gray hair was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. How are you getting gray hair at 26 years old? I, it's amazing, right, that I'm so young and I have so much gray hair. <laughs> um, yes. So, I, you know, I was like, I let it go. I didn't really care. I'm not really going anywhere. But then I was like, you know what? I need to I need to do something about this. So um, Angela, former calendar girl, uh, Angela Profetto from Gravity Hair Salon, she sent me an instructional video on how to do it. And Gravity Hair Salon is selling these at-home dyeing kits. So uh, you go, you, you set up a time, you can pick up your kit from them, uh, and it comes complete with everything that they would use at the salon. So it comes with like a bowl, a brush, and then the color for your hair. I thought about dyeing my hair. You know, I have, I have an allergy to uh, to the dyes. I'm sure I could talk to Angela and she could find something that would that would work for me. And I, I mentioned it to Rochelle. I'm like, what would you think about me, you know, uh, dyeing my, my beard? Right, my right, right. Shows. I think it would look weird now. <laughs> I'm like, really? I think it looks uh, more... Um Distinguished as, as as it is currently, you would look like uh, it would look a little weird. 
Yeah. You know, well, you've had it for so long now. Like originally when you threw it in, you dyed it right away. So yeah. like that's what people were used to. Yeah. Now people are used to seeing. Now it would be weird. It, so, it would be weird. So and this is the big issue I hear a lot of uh, people talking about, both men and women, Kathy, about the the dyeing your hair thing. Uh, and and Angela's an expert, obviously, at this. Um, uh, so uh, the yeah, process so I, is not that difficult, right? Well, listen, I. I will say that the that the professionals do it much better. I tried and and I did a decent enough job that I feel better about my hair. However, there is a big huge chunk of gray that I missed. Oh really? Like <laughs> yes. like, like a Pierre Robert spot? You're yeah, a... I kind of have a Pierre spot. <laughs> Maybe that's your new right thing. Now. Maybe that's what people know you for. Yeah, a gray <laughs> no, that's okay. yeah, a big gray streak down the back, like Cruella Deville. I don't want to be known for that. Um, so I have I did put a video up for dyeing my hair. However, I say in the video. It's not an instructional video. It's just a video of me doing my hair. Don't don't listen to what I say. You can watch Angela's video where she goes through in detail on what to do. But it made you feel a little bit better, right? It did, yeah. Right. And you, and a lot of people are they're getting annoyed with their roots <clears throat> and their gray hair and stuff like that. So you can actually do it at home. By the way, you haven't seen it, but Chuck has shaved his head basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yep. Yeah. Shaved it. Yep. Oh. All he lost a bet. <laughs> he did. Lost a bet with his son. He had to shave it. Oh no way! Oh, I want to see it. Yeah, Chuck, send a picture. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. So this is like a cool one, and apparently this is the activity to do at home now uh, while we're all quarantining at home, but it's tie-dyeing again. Mm. And everybody, at you know, has done this at some point in their life. Well, apparently the tie-dye pattern is actually, uh, they're saying taking over the other patterns. It's now uh, the trend for spring and summer. Okay. We have a tie-dye kit at home. I should break that out. Yep. This has never used it for any reason. Yeah, so... Uh, it's pretty it's pretty easy to do, right? It's so easy to do. And the thing about tie-dyeing is there's like you can't mess up. You 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 can't mess it up. However it comes out, yeah. that's your tie-dye. It's supposed to be us. Yeah. It, when in in the supposed 70s, to look like crap. Tie-dye was big in the 70s. We used to tie-dye shirts at home. Stone yeah. hippies did it. We had, we had uh-huh. tons of them. Yeah. And and uh, that was just the thing and you just buy a cheap you know, uh, the Fruit of the Loom white t-shirt. Yeah. You wrap it with the rubber bands and throw it in the dye and that's Pretty much what you do. So here's At least what, from what I remember. So here's what I did. Um, so I didn't again have to leave the house. I had cleaned out my closet, and so I took some of those clothing just to like try it out and, mm-hmm. and see if it worked. And I actually ended up really liking it. That it, one of the jackets that I was going to give away, I'm actually keeping. It was a denim jacket, and it had sort of like a maroon color. And uh, so what I used was bleach instead of. Uh, so I, I bleach dyed oh. it basically, okay. and I, sure. I swapped it around, and it turned out really cool. The pictures are on on PrestonandSteve.com. But where, where do you get the dye? Where's the, any place has it? Um, yeah, so you can buy dye kits. You can actually, you know, and I didn't, I didn't include this. That maybe we can, we can add a note yes. with it. But um, you can actually use vegetables. You can boil vegetables and <laughs> use the the boiled colored water to um, to tie dye your clothes, and it kind really? of gives it, yeah, it gives it like a, a more muted look than a bright color. But it turns out really cool. Kathy had to come to my house yesterday to pick something up, and uh, my daughter had come out and she was wearing tie dyed, mm-hmm. and uh, and then my daughter went back into the house. And then she came back out again, and and then uh, Kathy says, um, "So is everybody wearing tie dye today?" And I was like, "That was the same person." Well, because when she first came out, she didn't come all the way out. She stood in the doorway, so I thought it was Seamus. And then she, when she came all the way out, I saw her little ponytail, and yeah. I'm like, "Was well, everybody wearing tie dye?" Like, no, that's the same human being. Um, but actually, Nick and Andrea and Ben did tie-dye uh, this past weekend, uh, not even knowing that this was part of the activity list. But um, I actually was texting with Andrea a little bit, and uh, she gave me a few tips before I tried mine. Is, are there different um, 
obviously there's different levels of, of design that you could do, right? Yeah. Steve, so, it's super easy. Is and it? then, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, even you could do it. And, and I know you have I'm zero attention span. Yeah. yeah. And, and, a, a, zero attention span. Exactly. But Kathy's right. You can't screw it up. And it's right. fun. It, it, I swear to God, we, I like, I kind of went into it a little begrudgingly and then we did it. I love the shirt that I did. Ben's turned out to be awesome. And, and my girlfriend is pretty talented too. So I was big, impressed. Big time cleaning up, uh, Nick? Or no, it? dude. No. You throw, like, clean it in the sink, throw it in the, in the, uh, in a bag to let it um, rest for a little bit, you know, to let the dye set, huh. and then you wash it, and you're good to go. All right, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's the thing: you can follow designs, or you can just do whatever. So, the the denim jacket that I did, I actually just scrunched it up. I put some string and rubber bands around it, and like, and poured bleach on it. Can and you do a three piece suit? <laughs> you could. I had, yeah. Steve, if you've got an old one that you want to try, you might as well. I do. I do have an old one. Bear's probably got a three-piece <laughs> yeah. tie-dye suit somewhere. Um, so there's like a couple of tips that I give for tie-dyeing, like one that um, some people probably don't really know, but you can actually dip. If you dip the clothing uh, in lukewarm water first, you wring it out, and then you dye it. It actually comes out a little bit nicer. Um, if you are going to do the bleach, use half-part bleach, half-part water. Um, and then, yeah, it'll eat right through your clothes if you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and wear gloves, too, especially yeah. if you, the dye. And I mean, make sure you're in a closed, unventilated room. Right? No, no, I actually did mine outside. Okay. Um, and then my other suggestion is to um, make a tie-dye mask. We're going to be wearing masks for a while now, so um, you can follow. There's actually, we have a link to the CDC guidelines on how to make your own mask. Tie-dye a T-shirt, and then you can create a mask with it. Cool. <laughs> So this is the... This is the last thing, but there's uh, some components to it. So um, a lot of people working out at home, and this was one of the original things that I had on my my original Corona activity list um, was to work out at home and, and these virtual workouts. Um, I've been I actually have been working out every single day. Wow! Um, and I'm pretty amazed at myself, but I think it's because because I get bored often. So like when I was going to the gym, I, you know, I go to the gym, I do the exact same thing, or you know, even yoga. I love yoga, but sometimes it's like if I go every single day, I get a little bit bored. So now. Now that I'm at home and I have these these different options, I've been doing something different every day, and it's basically keeping me entertained and busy. So, Kathy, uh, my wife works out a lot, uh, but she has actually been working out more, uh, taking these classes, everything from yeah. platoon to core to... Uh, and, and sampling different things, and she's really digging it. You know what? And that's the thing. It is. It's sampling different things. Um, and the the first one on my list here uh, is a woman named Susan who owns Core Power Bar in Freetown. <laughs> I did. I took a bar class years ago, and I hated it. I, I was like, "This isn't for me. This is not a good workout." I did not like it. But everybody raves about this woman and her workouts. So I, she had them. She has them for free on her Instagram. So I thought, okay, let me try it. Um, my butt is so sore. My butt. <laughs> my butt's so tight. My glutes are so <sighs> sore. <sighs> it's like two firm pillows. <laughs> uh, you know, Kathy, also remember if someone's doing a class for free and they do present the option. Yes. Uh, like we, we Venmo, um, you know, like a little, uh, like a thank you tip yes. to the people. Right, Because exactly. they, they are providing this service, as your cats will agree. <laughs> you can hear them. Yes, They're yeah. right outside the door. Um, so, yeah, so her classes are for free. They're 60-minute workouts. She does full 60 minutes, and then she actually has additional ab and stretching videos uh, that she posts, so you can do those. In addition, it's right on her Instagram TV tab. So if you go to her Instagram page, uh, there's a TV tab. You click that, and you can see all of her videos. And um, like I said, this was I, – I tried bar years ago. Um, this was the first time I did it. I don't have a bar. I don't have, like, the – whatever, the socks that they wear. I was – something. I was just trying out, and I was completely fine. So you don't socks. need... Yeah, like they have special um, socks that grip the ground and okay. stuff like that. Gotcha. But my point is... 
you don't need that at all. Um, you can use some furniture that you have at your house or, or a chair. She gives options uh, if you don't have the actual bar. Today we'll do socks and chair. Right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the next workout that I have on here. Corona activities. Is my salsa dancing. You guys know I love, 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 love salsa dancing. It's one of my favorite things to do in this world. Uh, and one of my favorite choreographers is based in L.A. And I haven't seen him in a long time. Haven't been able to take a class of his. Well, sure enough, he pops up on my Instagram that he's doing Instagram live classes. So he does them every Monday at 5 o'clock. You go to his Instagram live. And listen, you will be if you want to try this out, you, you do have to have, I would say, some dance experience. He is um, pretty advanced. see you again. Mm. What have you been doing to your third cutter? Yeah. It looks awesome. <laughs> Squats with Susan. And this um, is the guy you were talking about, right? Who this, was here yes. and then, okay. Here. Yep, this is him, Steve. Yeah, you, you can go ahead with that. That's the same guy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's, he's based in L.A. on Instagram Live, Mondays, 5 o'clock. He'll do a class. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm dripping sweat after every class. So it is, you know, a, a choreographed <sighs> dance, but it's a workout it's for sure. sweater running down my fur buttons. <laughs> I I'm dripping wet. Mm, look yeah. at the look at the ass prints I left on the on the couch. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, his name his name is Raul, and uh, he's on Instagram as uh, Tiago Raul. Tiago, get ready to sway, Raul. So wait a minute, you can do you? I always thought salsa dancing was a, a partner exercise. Um. So yeah, it, I mean, it typically you can use is- a pet. It typically is a partner dance, but no, there's absolutely a lot of the performances that I did. I did with a girls group where, um, you know, we dance side by side. We don't actually dance together. So that's he'll do routines where you're dancing by yourself. Okay. All right. Dancing is wonderful. Honestly, yeah, if you're, you're going to get a vigorous, like the salsa stuff is very vigorous. It's crazy exercise. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, and then uh, the next exercise I have. <laughs> Going back to yoga, I will never leave yoga, although sometimes, you know, if you do it, like I said, if you do it too much, you'll you'll get bored, but uh, I'm never that bored of yoga. I do it at least once or twice a week, depending on my workout schedule, Um, but soul yoga studio that's the studio that i go to she has uh, a location in conchahawken she opened up a new location in audubon obviously at this time both of them closed uh, but she's moved to doing zoom classes and she has really taken over um like doing this virtually she's not just doing one class she's doing two or three classes a day and she's giving every option morning afternoon and evening classes uh if you are you know, experienced in yoga. It, it is an excellent workout. She does mostly power yoga. She has some other classes on there as well. But if you are a beginner and it's something you want to try, she modifies it. So she, she'll modify it so beginners are okay taking the class as well. And again, these people have businesses that have been basically rendered inert because of all this that's going on, and yet they're they're able to do this. And, and after this is all done, if it's something you enjoy, you may want to consider attending these Classes in person, correct? Right, exactly. And they're only they're only seven bucks. Like that's not for yoga class. That's not a lot. Not right. And you guys know that I love doing handstands. I'm always posting pictures of my handstands. Um, if you're interested in learning to do a handstand during during almost all of her 45 minute classes, she will go over the basics of uh, starting to do a handstand. How so long can you hold a handstand for now? 
I'm getting pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm working on uh, being able to kind of go up in different positions case. Uh, and if for some reason, for me, it's easier to be like <laughs> in a different handstand position and then go up to straight and hold it than it is to go from, you know, the ground to a handstand and hold it. Do you- it's much easier for me when your ass is up like that for me to kiss it. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you time how long you hold a handstand? Is that no, part of it? No, not really. Yeah? I just okay. hold it for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. The next workout. Corona activities. <laughs> so it's a little studio called Mix Fitness, um, and sh- from uh, Rocky. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> That's Mix? Mickey's, right? Oh, Mickey's. Mickey's. Yeah. No, Mix. M I X X. Okay. Oh, Mix man. Fitness. Yeah. Um, We're gonna do hot yoga today, Rock. <laughs> she's uh, doing like a bad, like a pig. <laughs> she's not Rocky. Okay. She's not Rocky. <laughs> Um, so she's doing a variety of uh, power toning, butt and guts, abs and arms, and she's actually doing spin classes for anybody who has a bike at their house. Um, you can sign up for these classes. Um, she actually has an email set up. You email her, and then she's doing the classes through Zoom. Her name is Melissa, but what I really love about uh, Melissa and Mixed Fitness and why I'm taking some of her classes is if even if you just take one of her classes, she kind of takes more of a personal training approach. So you take the class, but in addition to that, throughout the week, she'll text you or she'll email you and she offers like um daily stretching sequences she'll oh. offer weekly challenges and then she'll give wellness tips too. oh that's so, cool yeah so uh and now this is obviously a big craze with the 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 uh, the home bikes and the pelotons and the the competitors and all that stuff but um uh, uh, you know you can get a listen you can get a bike if you have the wherewithal to do it a, an exercise bike that's pretty decent delivered to the home a lot of people now are reconsidering whether or not to have some equipment in their home that, that this is all going on mm-hmm. so uh, this might be a a, a, a nice uh Nice thing to finally prompt you to invest in a uh, in a stationary bike of some level. Yeah, Rochelle's looking into getting one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder if how hard they're going to be to get at this point with everyone. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, because I'm gonna. She's looking at the Nordic track. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is a competitor to the, the Peloton. Mm-hmm. Stuff, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and so that's just what I what I liked about Melissa. Like, she is is checking in with you. She's such a nice person, but she really is, you know, just wants you to be healthy and work out. And, uh, you know, again, if you're a beginner, she'll kind of walk you through it and give you um, things to do, that, things that you can do at home, you know, if you're not taking her well, class. It's good that she's invested in your well-being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and then the last workout that I have on my list. I searched through all of, like, the bigger chain uh, gyms because I yeah. figured, you know, they're all closed. They're also going to be doing stuff online. And I checked out some of the workouts that they were offering. The one that I found uh, that I liked the most was actually Edge Fitness. Um, so they're offering a variety Sounds of familiar. high. What is it? I said that sounds familiar. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? They just opened one in Plymouth Meeting, which was. Okay. Um, there's also one uh, somewhere on the main line. There, there's a bunch of them across the Grand country. Mall has one now. Okay, um, so yeah, so when you so they're doing Instagram Live workouts, they do them uh, every morning, but it lives on their Instagram Live tab throughout the day, so you can choose when you work out. So if you can't, um, like I, obviously I can't do it at nine thirty, we're still on the air, but I can do it later in the in the day. But they're high intensity workouts, and when I say high intensity, I mean it. The first one I did when I was finished, I was like, okay, I kind of feel like I might throw up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. Yeah, but you know what? It's like a really good workout what, for what? home. Like if you're looking for something intense. Uh, this is good. So, so what do you? Do you and all of these, I assume, don't require uh, extensive amounts of equipment.
women, correct? Nope. Like, uh, not one of them. Not I one only of them. have, I have um, four pound weights. Yeah. I have a mat and I have a roller for my back. That's all I have at home. And I've been doing all my working out at home. So, all right. uh, no, none of these, none of these, you need anything. By the way, somebody texted and said, dripping wet, different positions. How long she holds it? Stop. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. <laughs> There's been a lot of innuendo yeah, in these. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, corona activities list. Wait, you see my buttocks? Yes. <laughs> um, and so the the uh, the instructors on the Edge Fitness Instagram live page, they when they come on, they'll introduce where they're from. And like I said, there's, um, you know, they're not just from the area. So you could be taking a, a class with somebody in a different state. So uh, it's pretty cool. But a lot of them are actually from the area. I've taken some uh, classes with with people who are local. So yeah, um, all of the the Edge Fitness classes also on the Instagram live for their uh, their Instagram page. Nice. Excellent. Some and good so, stuff. Yeah, so that is uh, the second edition of my activities. Corona Activities, activities 2.0 sponsored by Acme Market. And right now, Acme is hiring employees for their stores and distribution centers to uh, service the increasing needs of communities during our current condition. If you or somebody you know is looking for an exciting opportunity, you should go to acmemarkets.com forward slash careers, by the way. Now, these are all posted, all the activities and videos and everything, Kathy? Everything posted on PrestonandSteve.com. So if you missed any of it, you can go there. There's links attached. You can click the links and take any of the exercise classes or, you know, any of the suggestions I have for the other activities. By the way, you exercise and get yourself in shape. and You, know, you build up your resistance. You know, it's, it, it, yeah. as far as health goes, it's the right way to I, proceed. I just started uh, earlier this week because I had been taking a different tact during the lockdown, which is to do nothing and eat and yeah. drink as much as I want to yeah. uh but it's high time to get it together and i you know I, I i can do that i can make sure i get back and become disciplined so this week i've slowly and if you want a tip from your uncle preston if, <laughs> if you do not work out and you're going to start working out ease into it yeah. just instead of i'm going to do an hour on the treadmill today or whatever it may be start with 10 minutes start with 10 minutes and just do you know 15 crunches or something like a small amount. Just do it that yep. first day. Otherwise, if you do, if you overdo it and you, and you feel loud, it, it could drive you away from it. Yeah. You want to ease your way into it. So I'm making sure that I'm taking my time and slowly working my way into it. And you know what? I already feel better. Would you, only, only three days into it, and I do feel fit better. Would you consider one of these yoga courses? Because I know you do the yoga maybe, stuff. Maybe. Yeah. I, it's um, because of my shoulder, I can't do a lot of those yeah. positions. So that's why we had a, a trainer that came over to the house to you know make sure that I was not trying. You things. could do the sleeping hobo move, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorites. I mean, you know. Preston, why don't you salsa dance with me on Monday? You want to salsa dance? You don't <laughs> you want to take, see me salsa. You can take that class. I don't have. Shoulder uh, will be okay. I don't have uh, body moves like that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, that's cool list. And uh, yeah. you can access it on uh, PrestonSteve.com. So we, we have a couple of minutes to play with. I know because our, our next guest is coming up not at uh, 10 minutes after 9. So uh, I did see this. This was kind of interesting. I did want to get your thoughts on this, Kathy. Yeah. Um, it is a product called bag o dirt Play Dirt. Bag of Dirt Play Dirt? Yes. <laughs> And okay. it is the cleanest dirt on planet Earth, so it says. And this is so your little ones can experience gardening without getting dirty. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's fake dirt. I this wonder is, what it's made of. Now you no longer need to worry about your child getting dirty in dirty dirt. 
when ding dirty grams of clean dirt can be purchased for $17. Clean dirt. Yeah, they um, play garden and not worry about getting dirty, it says. It's like that sand. It's kind of like that, Kathy. Oh, yeah. Moon sand, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the South Korean clean dirt says for optimal play, remove your play dirt from its plastic bag and loosen it up with your hands. Allow it to sit in the open air for several hours. When you come back to your dirt, it will be ready to play. Play dirt is made from natural materials and may vary slightly in color and texture. So, okay. <laughs> Here's a few things. Okay. Um, I can appreciate clean dirt. However, you're, this is something that the kids are going to have to play with inside because why would they play with it outside? There's real dirt outside. I'd it'll, rather, get your, it'll get your clean dirt dirty. It, no, it will get your house dirty. dirty I'd dirt, rather dirt, them play dirt. with dirt outside than bring fake dirt inside. By the way, inside. we're watching a video of it. It looks like the kid is playing with crap. Yeah, uh, yeah it does look like poop. <laughs> uh, Amazon reviews are in. Uh, Busy Mama says, love this. What a fun idea. Comes with three small utensils and shows on the package. No bugs come with it, so it's wise to purchase some little plastic ones to add into the fun. Just perfect I mean, for the imbecile in your life. Yeah. Listen, what what fun is that going to be for a little boy? The, the, the best part is finding a bug. And bugs and stuff like that. Uh, we bought some little plastic flowers to plant as well. Feels like kinetic sand, uh, but a little bit softer. Looks just like real dirt. No, it doesn't. It looks like a super large turd. Uh, That's what I was thinking, the kinetic sand. I don't think she knows that real bugs come in free dirt, she says. Uh, then April had posted in the comments, uh, this arrived with the factory seal completely opened. I would not give this to my children for a Christmas present in this condition, returning immediately. I I loved, when I was a kid, I loved to dig in the dirt and, and trenches and put oh the G.I. Joes God. in that and all yes, t- tunnels and everything. My my friend, uh, Bobby, they had a, a pond behind their house. Oh, we would go oh, in run. there. We would go in there. And we'd get in the pond, but you, so you're in the water yeah, already, yeah, and yeah. you dig up mud from underneath, yeah. and we would just smear it all over ourselves. Because <laughs> all you had to do is go right back in the water right. and wash Like right you're out. a Navy SEAL. But, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. The camouflage ourselves. Read through a bamboo chute. Did you make, uh, like, mud pies? Oh, and stuff yeah. Like that? Yep. Mm, Absolutely. Like Rambo what? and uh, and also Arnold Schwarzenegger in, uh, in Predator. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, cover your body in mud for sure. Uh, yeah, play, playing in the dirt. Get to the mud pie! Uh, digging is an essential part of being yeah. a child. Digging, and wa- if you have a water source like you did, making little rivers and creeks off the main... Oh, my God. When it I would remember- rain, and when water would pour down the gutter on the street... Oh, we'd be out there playing in it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I remember one time coming back to my apartment, the landlord's kids were out this years ago, the little kids... And you forget about this when you were a kid. And and they're in the back, and they they've got the hose, and they're 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 spraying it all over the place on the on the ground. And I said, "What what are you doing?" And the kid looks up and goes, "We're making mud." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a thing you do when you're a kid. You yes. make mud. We would make potion. Yeah, we, you know, which is just dirt and leaves and uh, water and you know whatever else you could stick in there. I don't know what the potion, uranium. I didn't know what the potion was for, but it was potion. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah you um, to potion. Would you prefer to play in dirt and mud or climb a tree? Climb a tree? Yeah. Oh, mm. Yeah? Yeah. Climbing trees pretty badass. Carter still climbs trees. Uh, I always wanted to build a super <laughs> tree fort, and I could never do it. I mean, I just didn't have the smarts or the capability. We did, We, we but they weren't great. I mean, we... It was like a plank of wood across two branches. Yeah, we'd build, we'd build tree houses. You'd find three trees that were in the right position, yeah. like a triangle. Right. And then you would take uh, two-by-fours uh, on the sides, and you would make a... a, a 
essentially a triangle frame. Right. And you just lay boards on top of that. Okay. I, I fell out of them and, you know, <laughs> should have died a couple of times. Yeah, and the ladder to get up was... <laughs> You just take sections of two by fours and nail them to the tree. Right, and then right. Was your ladder? Oh, we did those. Yeah. Those were a lot of fun. Dude, my neighbors down the street, they had, and it wasn't a tree fort, but it was a condo. It was a gigantic oak tree, and their father had basically just nailed these boards to go up to the top. And I, I was always too afraid to take that last step to get into <laughs> the actual tree. Oh, okay, uh, dude. It was like fifty feet off the ground. And it, as a kid, that that would have been awesome. Uh-huh. That'd have been so cool. Uh-huh. It's like Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah, and as a and, and as a that, as a parent, that's a, <laughs> as a parent, that's a that's a liability. That's yeah. a big time liability. But I remember we used to play capture all the time, all the time. Everybody you'd hide in the wood chipper. Everybody's yard was our yard. And I remember the one time my friend Brian, we could not find him. You, you know, you play capture enough, you know all of the hiding spots. Dude, he was at the very, very tippity top of a tree that, like, I couldn't believe he had the guts to get all the way up there. Mm. I mean, we're talking, I don't even know. 50, there was 60, a friend 70. of mine who would always climb trees and would always chicken out coming down. And it was always sure. an elaborate process to get this kid out of the tree. Yeah. Well, the, you never think about it going yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the F am I going to get out of this thing? And I, there were a couple times where yeah. I had to take a big-ass jump that I didn't want to take. Right. You just had to do it. Casey, playing capture, yeah. uh, do you remember the rules? Uh, well, the home base was my front steps. Okay. Uh, and so that's where if you capture somebody, you would put them on the front steps. Um, and, I mean, it was one, two, three capture when you when you caught them. And we usually it was like two teams of however many. You know, if we had ten kids playing, it was two teams of five. Um, and then you could free people from the jail. Right. And it was, you know, one, two, three, free. And so after you capture somebody, you had to have like a jail person, you right. know, uh, guarding the jail and stuff. Yeah. Um, we had, we did have, um, uh, like boundaries. Like you weren't allowed on, you know, this side of the, of the, you know, the block and, you know, right. I don't know. What other sort of, yeah, I don't know. I, I was just curious because I know that when my, my kids were, Younger, they would play manhunt all the time. Okay, and I never bothered to fa- find out what the rules of manhunt were. <laughs> Capture was almost like a prison dodgeball without the dodgeball, right? You'd you'd have a pretty. No, it was, it was it's tag. Like tag. It's tag, yeah. but you have to do more than tag. You, you actually have to be holding them for. You have three to hire seconds. a lawyer. You actually right, have right. to be touching them and holding them. The entire time you say one, two, three, capture. Okay. Manhunt was what the kids were always playing when the when the parents were all drinking and yeah. partying. <laughs> and they'd get bored. You want to play Manhunt? All right, let's play yeah. Manhunt. They go outside and you need flashlights, so it was at night. Let's play Drive was. Across the Country. Yeah, yeah, let's do that right now. Dude, capture <laughs> was like the thing to do. It was like get your homework done as quickly as possible so you could go play capture. Okay. And it was the best, man. I mean, we were on your roofs, we were in your trees. I built I built a um a zip line. And, and my neighbor came out. It wasn't even in my yard. What did you make your zip line out of? Uh, you know, like a, a lead that you use for dogs? Yeah. Uh, so we had one in my backyard, and so I took that lead. <laughs> well, that's like three feet long. No. Oh, no, no, no. It was like a 50-foot lead. Oh, okay. And so I'm in my neighbor's yard, you know, attaching the one lead to the one tree, and then on the other side getting ready to build, you know, and finalize my, my zip line. And my neighbor comes out, and he's like, the hell you doing? You're 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Stop playing with my children. Uh, I was, he was like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm building a zip line. Your wife called. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, go to your own yard. 
didn't build a zip line. You can't build a zip line in my yard. As a kid, the notion of the zip line was the coolest oh, thing in the world. Yeah. I desperately wanted a zip line. You weren't able to complete it. I was not able to complete it. It wouldn't have been Preston. successful. No, anyway, it wouldn't guys. have. I didn't even have. A, I didn't even have like a wheel for it. I was going to like in the movies. Here's hold it your by belt. My, hold it by my hand. Like Tango and Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they took off their belts, right? Yeah. And, right. And slid down. That, that would way. work. Or T-shirt. Yeah, sure, that would work, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, all right. Well, nowadays you get uh, you get clean dirt. You get bag of dirt, play dirt. Yeah. If you want to use that now, but uh, somebody was pointing out text-wise, this is maybe for kids who, um, you know, who live in an apartment or uh, who live in the city, right? Who enjoy not, playing with crap. Who don't have yeah. access to dirt and they normally play with. Poop. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you can play with rats. You live in the city. <laughs> oh God. Right. <laughs> There's benefits. I love it. All right. We should take a break. We shall return. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, this is Norris Howard from Checkpoint XP on campus. And if you want all of the latest news of collegiate esports, make sure you check out our show, Checkpoint XP on campus, on BPOD Studio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. 